Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. Y'all's the hate on all of my moves, but now niggas on it. That used to bait me on me and my views, but now niggas on it. I used to tell them I had me a show, but now niggas on it. Her homies on it. Your homies on it. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. The realest podcast ever. And we back. You sound terrible. Uh, no, I'm actually good. <laughs> I gotta, con- I gotta conserve my energy because mm. you know, even though I am feeling better, um, I can't come out the gate too hot because the end of the it's going to be bad at the end. Oh, okay. So I'm just trying to conserve my energy a little bit, but no, I'm actually good. Um, that means you're going to control the rundown then, because I don't know what you're planning at the end of the show. Yeah, um, you, you got you got some uh, stinger splash shit planned for that. <laughs> <Stinger> <laughs> <splash>. <laughs> some crazy shit popping up. No, later. I don't have nothing crazy planned, nothing like that. I just, you know, I just, I just kind of uh, based off of the last twelve days of my life, mm-hmm. I kind of got a good uh, inkling of how, exactly how much. High energy moments I can oh, okay. manage throughout the course of a day, and that includes driving a driving a car too. So I got to get back home. Uh, in addition to uh, giving a quality product today, but yes, we are back. Uh, the realest podcast ever, episode one hundred and twenty eight. Uh, it has been a wild past two weeks, not being here last week, and then everything it took to get me here today. Yeah, man, you gotta uh, slow down out there, man. Like I, I, I the 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 last. Can I just kind of talk about what happened the last two weeks? I mean, that's the whole purpose in the show. I didn't know if you had some grand opening or some shit like that. No, nah, no dust arguments. <laughs> Nothing weird yeah. popped off this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I've been so chilling. The, the 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 last two weeks. The last time we were here, I talked about the fact that. I went to a nightclub for the first time basically since the summertime. Um, wasn't a lot of people there, but it was people there. One of these motherfuckers was probably sick as a dog and either knew it, 
didn't know it or didn't give a fuck. Somebody the night that uh, Jeezy and Gucci battled, and it was like somebody somebody tweeted, um, it's gonna be so much mo- it's gonna be so much money in compound tonight. And Carl quoted the tweet and was like, COVID with an asterisk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I figured that's what it's gonna be a lot of in compound exactly. tonight. Exactly. So that Sunday, um, I went to Bucks. Uh, for my friend's birthday, only reason why I went, I'm literally there for 20 minutes mm-hmm. in and out. And when people saw me, they were they looked and acted as if they saw a ghost, and rightfully so. I have not set foot in any Philadelphia nightclub establishment since March, the literally the first week of March. So people seeing me outside is like. Are you like with the health department? Like, what the fuck is going on here? And I might have been, but for whatever reason, that day, I wasn't. So that was that night. I was out for about 20 minutes. Monday comes, Tuesday comes. I'm cool. We came and did the show Monday. Tuesday, I did my normal whatever. Uh, Wednesday night, a good friend of mine, me and him got some business stuff we trying to get going. He's like, yo, come meet me at Fez. I'm going to smoke some hookah, whatever, whatever. It's a Wednesday night. It's like literally nine people in there. We go to Fez, we smoking hookah, shooting the shit, catching up, whatever, whatever. I'm there for about an hour and a half. I leave there. <laughs> the next day is Thursday, Gucci and Jeezy day. That's all I'm thinking about all day is who's going to shoot each other. You're right. Is Slick Puller going to get stabbed by Pooh Shiesty? Like, right. This is all I'm thinking about all Thursday. I start, I wake up and I start to feel like a, uh, like, yeah. I'm gonna, uh, but it's flu season It's cold season It's COVID season I'm not going to assume the worst Because I take pretty fucking great care of myself Just on a normal I assume the worst all the time <laughs> um, I drink a lot of water I take supplements every single day Elderberry, sea moss uh, Black seed oil something Like like. I try, uh, SRC, I try to stay just in general Like even if I'm not working out which I'm not. Mm-hmm. The as far as like what I feed myself, I try to stay on top of that part of it and making sure that if there is something that comes about a cold, uh, a virus, something like that, I should be able to fight it off pretty easily because my defense is very, very high. Mm-hmm. So I start to feel a little something. I get through the day. Take uh, you know, I'm just. Trying to douse it in water, whatever, whatever. I get through the day. I get to Gucci Man Jeezy. We'll cover that in full. Mm-hmm. The next day, Friday, I wake up. I'm like, what the fuck happened to me? And it literally went that fast. It went from like during Thursday, I'm feeling like a little something. I'm moving around, making my rounds, whatever, whatever. I'm cool. But I still feel a little, I'm off. By the time Friday morning comes, I full blown feel like I need to take a COVID test today or jump into the Schuylkill River. <laughs> like that's how I'm feeling like because like my temperature exploded. My temperature is over a hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no appetite now. I'm down from eating you know two three meals a day to forcing myself to eat a bowl of soup. This all takes place from Wednesday to Friday. I try to get a COVID test. L- little to, to my knowledge, you can't get a COVID test. Right, yeah, we'll get into that. <laughs> you can't get a fucking COVID test at all. Nowhere. And the only place in the area of where I live that offered a rapid COVID test, it says no appointment needed, no schedule needed, pull up to the drive-thru, blah, blah, blah. You get there, 
Big ass sign, ain't no COVID test in the drive-thru. Pull around to the front. I pull around to the front. It says, wait for a phone call. I said, phone call? I didn't give nobody my phone number (laughs) (laughs) to get a a phone call. So now I'm trying to work backwards to figure out, well, how do I get a phone call? Because I'm here in line. There is no line, but like, I ain't got, how do I get a phone call? I get a, I, I, I try to get a phone call. I go, I call. They say, you can't schedule a COVID Tests over the phone. You got to go online, which online told me to call on the phone. Mm-hmm. So now I'm just kind of sitting here like, all right, so w- what do I do? Right. So eventually I f- go through all of the, the muck in the red tape online and go through the appointment thing. They give me a drop down menu of 15 different CVSs that uh, are doing COVID tests, one of which has rapid testing. The one that I'm at right fucking now. No, they don't. <laughs> they ain't no rapid test available till Moses comes back. Right. Whenever that is. Ain't no ain't no rapid COVID test available whatsoever. The local hospital, Roxborough Hospital, ain't no uh rapid test. None of the urgent care centers have rapid tests. I'm like, fuck. So this is Friday afternoon at like one o'clock. So I just chalked the whole thing of even trying to get a test because not only did I search the local area, I expanded out into the counties, even into Philadelphia City, which is a clusterfuck of right. trying to get anything done down in the actual center city area and shit like that. I just chalked it. So I said, you know what? You take pretty good care of yourself. Whatever this is, try to fight it off. Give yourself a few days. Sunday comes around. It's unbearable. I can't deal with it i get up sunday first thing i do i go to urgent care they put a thermometer in my i'm, I'm managing my temperature at home they give me a, a th- the last time i checked my temperature was like a 99 point something they put a thermometer in my air this just said 101.6 i'm like fuck mm-hmm. you whatever it is that you got it's something bacterial because a regular cold wouldn't produce that type right. of temperature spike like that so now Here's where the fun stuff starts at on Sunday. I go to urgent care. They're like, yeah, you got a almost 102 fever, blah, blah, blah. Do you have any other COVID symptoms? Like, you got a cough? I'm like, I had a slight cough, nothing crazy. No mucus. It's just clear, whatever, whatever. I had some body pain. they like, well, the body pain associated with the fever, so that's natural. That ain't really nothing to worry about. You sure you don't have no, like, no, I don't have any other COVID symptoms, none of that. Wait right here. They go get the doctor. The doctor starts with his questioning also. So, yeah, you did you travel anywhere? No. You been in contact with anybody that's COVID positive? No. Are you sure? Positive. Like, I've been around. You, I said, you know, I work in the nightclub industry. There ain't no nightclubs open. You know, I was like, I was somewhere, you know, on a Sunday. It was like 30 people there. I was somewhere Wednesday. It was like nine people there. I wasn't in close proximity to people either time. Mm-hmm. Um no, so no, whatever, however y- y'all normally think people get sick or get COVID, that's not what happened here. Right. What happened here, I don't fucking know. I just know that I got 102 fever and I'm losing my shit at this. Like, I'm, I'm unraveling now right. because, like, none of this makes sense. So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to get you a COVID test. I'm going to get you a flu test. I'm going to see what's going on with you. Flu test. Is a, is a rapid. It comes back yeah. negative instantly. <clears throat> like 20 minutes, flu test is negative. They tell me, you know, just go home, 
get some rest, fluids, uh, you know, whatever supplements you've been doing, stuff like that, OTC stuff. Get yourself together. You'll have your COVID test within five days. I'm like, five days? So they did do the COVID test. They though. did do the COVID test. I'm like, five days? Like, if I have COVID and it's progressing as fast as whatever this is progressing, I'm going to be dead in five days. Right. So I'm thinking like five days is like a worst case scenario. They're going to get me this test back in two to three days. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. I talked to you Sunday. You're the first right. person I talked to out of urgent care. I told you what's going on with me. We ain't recording tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. I got to get a handle on what the fuck is going on with me. I leave urgent care. I go home. I got a hundred and I got, I'm now I'm at 102. I went and bought a digital thermometer. I'm at 102 now. Mm-hmm. I start taking stuff. I talk to my mom. My mom works in healthcare. So I start taking stuff. I talk to her. She's like, yo, just chill out. Get you a cool air humidifier. Not the warm one. See what happens. A couple hours later, my temperature breaks. It comes down like damn near normal, mm-hmm. like 99.1. Like, this is weird as shit. Like, what, what is wrong with me? I check it again. It comes down to like 97 something. So mm-hmm. now I'm below normal. Why is my temperature falling like this? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? So that's Sunday night. Monday, I wake up. I got a full-blown temperature again. I'm like, fuck this. I'm going to the hospital. Um, I, I, I do my... No, that was early Monday. I didn't have the temp. I woke up. I still didn't have a temperature. All day Monday, I'm cool. I didn't really take no, no medication, none of that shit. Monday night, I get a temperature again. It's, I was going to say, because it felt like it was the nighttime. It was nighttime. Yeah. Monday night, I got a temperature again. Like a back to 102. I'm like, yo, I'm going to take some Tylenol. I'm going to the hospital this time. Somebody's going to give me some answers. They're going to do some blood work. They're going to admit. They're going to do something more than what these jackasses did up the street when they told me to go drink some apple juice and eat some graham crackers. <laughs> yeah, get your uh, abortion. Get <laughs> me the abortion yeah. recipe. Like, all right. So, so you got? Do you have the little <laughs> apple juice cups at home? <laughs> the ones that you peel open. That's just, real yeah, drink those, and then you know, wait for your test to come back. So Monday night, I go to the ER. They say, hey, you know what's going on? They check my temperature at the door. I say, I got, I got a temperature. Obviously, as you can see, I went to urgent care yesterday. They suspect me of having COVID. I don't know if I do or if I don't. These are my symptoms, blah, blah, blah. I go in. I get triaged. I talk to the nurse. Nurse checks my temperature. My temperature has fallen now from 102 to 99.3 or whatever the fuck because I took the Tylenol. They... uh Exactly. So now I'm talking to her. She's like, "You sure? Like you don't have no? No, I don't have no other. Like I don't have no other. So, if y'all haven't noticed the theme now, everybody that I've talked to, the nurse at urgent care, the doctor at urgent care, the triage nurse at the hospital, and then eventually two more doctors at the hospital, everybody's like strongly steering me towards like, you got COVID, buddy. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm just like. I don't think so. Like, just for whatever reason. Like, I just feel strong, so strongly about it. Like, I don't think I have COVID. Like, I know my body. I know, like, the other symptoms and stuff like that. I know there's a such thing as being asymptomatic, but me just having a fever or in a slight cough that has gone away with various different just crap that I'm just throwing at mm-hmm. this thing over the last few days, 
doesn't scream COVID to me right. because that COVID cough don't go away. Mm-hmm. So they like, nah, you 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 might have it. I'm like, all right, let me ask you this: What if I don't? The doctor looked me in my face and said, "But what if you do?" <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, all bets was off <laughs> right. for me because I'm like, "But what if you do?" Is not a medical diagnosis. Right. What I'm saying to you is, but I'm saying though. <laughs> You might got that. What shit. if? Like, what if? And there's a four percent chance that you got the shit, right? And we tell you that you don't, and then you come back and sue. Like, that's really what he's saying. Like, but I understand veiled language, so it's like I'm not gonna be the doctor to tell you you don't have it, and then you do, and then you try to sue me, and then you fuck my insurance up, and then right. I'm the doctor that got sued because he misdiagnosed COVID. So I can't say that to you. But what I'm gonna say is, but what if you got the shit? You know what I'm saying? So, but at, for but for me, just speaking as a patient, historically speaking, in the past, I've gotten upper respiratory infections, I've gotten colds, I've had bronchitis, I've had all different types of shit. Right. Through bad weather conditions, not wearing the right protective layers, stuff like that, I've gotten sick before. Every time I ever had any type of upper respiratory infection, it's the same protocol. They give you an antibiotic of some sort. And they normally give you shit at the fucking, even at urgent care. Yes, even at urgent care. They give you an antibiotic of some sort, usually a Z-pack, because that shit knocks everything out right. of you. And a cough suppressant. You see the Dixie cup coming, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. going to be good in an hour. Yeah. Be on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's usually those two things in combination. They offered me nothing nowhere. When I asked for blood work to try to, Fish out what this might be if it ain't COVID. They told me, they told me we would only do blood work if you had any pre existing medical conditions. Because you have a clean bill of health, we're not even going to run any blood work on you. Even the fact that, even that, even though you're asking for it, we're not going to do it. And this I, was at the hospital. This is at the hospital. Okay. So, no blood work. I've already passed the flu test. I still have no COVID results because it's only been a day later. <coughs> right. And now they're going, but what they would be willing to do is we'll give you an x-ray because that really runs the bill up. Yeah. I'll give you a chest x-ray to see if you have any symptoms of pneumonia. Yeah. Negative on that also. We're going to get your MRI on your <laughs> knee. <laughs> Just stupid What's shit. the most expensive shit yeah. you can charge this motherfucker with since he asked him yeah. for tests? Latest nigga in a cat's game machine. <laughs> Sorry. So... So now, (laughs) (laughs) negative flu test, negative pneumonia test, Uh, inconclusive COVID test. We don't know when the COVID test is coming back or whatever. So it's Monday night now. Tuesday rolls around. I'm feeling a little bit better. I'm just managing, just trying to get through the day because I've exhausted all my resources. And at this point, other people that I know are starting to go to hospitals and shit like that. And... They're get they're going in there with the same symptoms I got, and they're getting opposite diagnosis. So now I'm getting extra pissed off, right? Because somebody walks into the same urgent care center with the same diagnosis as me, with the same symptoms as me, rather, maybe a little bit more severe than me. And instead of them telling them that they have COVID, they tell this person you have an upper respiratory infection. Give them a Z pack and give them um 
give them a Z pack and give them a cough suppressant, which this particular person, I'm not going to get too deep in their story, but this person is immune compromised. Okay. So if any of you know anything about being immune compromised, you don't give immune compromised people antibiotics. So you just fucked up royally. And this literally took place the day after I went to urgent care. So now I'm just like, well, damn, is it just like depending upon what doctor is there yeah. with shift? Like, like, are we just literally just rolling the dice Yo. with people's lives and their diagnosis and saying you got COVID, but you got upper respiratory infection? You don't uh, be realizing how like it really do be down to the doctor. It be it, down at to the, the like the discretion. It's discretionary. When I went for my uh, remember the accident I had, so I was on workers' comp a couple months ago. I went the first time. The first doctor was like, yeah, your back is a little tight, um, but you can do light duty. So I'm going to send you back, but not full duty. You could, you know, chill off and do some light duty yeah. bullshit. I went back two weeks later. The other doctor was like, yeah, man, you shouldn't even be working. I'm a, you can stay home. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so I come back. The other, so the third doctor now is like, yeah, I don't know why he held you out. You can go back light duty, but I'm going to lower your restrictions than the other guy because you shouldn't be doing much of anything. I'm like, all right. Then I go back. The fourth doctor was like, you need an MRI on your back. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, it's literally all over the place. It four really- weeks, four doctors, four different. Eight weeks. Eight- every. T- hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Eight weeks. eight weeks, four doctors, four different recovery Things. plans. It was ridiculous. And so it really does come down to the, like, to where, like, you know certain doctors is going, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So now it's Tuesday. It's Wednesday. I feel like shit. Like, mm-hmm. and some days I feel okay, but I still have no appetite. I'm down to eating literally one meal a day. Like, I'm fucking starving myself. I had to lose 10, 12 pounds easily over this last, you know, 12 days or whatever like that. Um, Wednesday morning, I say, I'm going to cheat this. We're going to get to the bottom of this COVID thing. Let me call them and see if my test came back. Of course, they're going to try to get it in before the holiday. Boy, was I wrong. They hadn't even sniffed the fucking... It's so many. It's too many. I was literally having this conversation with Jules. I'm like, yo... Because he was worried about a rapid test. And I'm just like, you can forget. You better you better do it yourself. You know what I'm saying? A like, rapid test is 24 hours now. Dog, I, I was like, all of that drive up, pull up. We at the church parking lot. It's we over. had to save a lot. We had to, All that shit is gone. It's over. So it's like, ain't none of that. Just pull up, come through. We out here. We got the, the needles and the Q-tips. You know, pull up. Like, nah, dog. Yeah. It's like, you have to go somewhere. And most of the places now, somebody the other day was telling me, like, you, like you said, might wait. Four or five days for a result, and it's just like yeah. so. My test, that doesn't help anybody. My test was administered at Roxborough Express Care, but it was it has to be processed through um, 
Quest Diagnostics. Okay. They're fucked. Quest, yeah. LabCorp, they're fucked. If you have a COVID test and it has to go to Quest or LabCorp, you're never getting your shit back. Today is Monday, November 30th. It's 1.35 p.m. I don't have my result back from the original test yet. Really? No. I Damn. I have a chart. A, a digital chart set up with Quest. I verified my identity, my information, all of that shit. I still don't have a result yet. So where'd you get the result from? I went to a whole nother oh, wow. center and got what's known as an antibody test. Okay. I got a blood test, which tests you for COVID, any other viruses, and it also tests you for the presence of antibodies um, in your blood. Okay. Based on the test that I took, I'm clean across the board. And the present what the nurse explained to me is the antibody test is the most accurate test because it would tell you even if you don't have it now it would tell you historically if you did so if i had any antibodies present in my blood that would mean that at some point i had covid right so if i had covid a month ago and i got over it it would still show that i my body came into contact with the right. antibodies I don't have none of that. So whatever the fuck I had just dogged me out, but it wasn't COVID, which is completely counterproductive yeah. to everything that all the doctors just told me for the last right. week and a half. You know what I'm saying? So I say all that to say there is a definite push to classify Everything as COVID when you're coming. I in. was having this conversation the other day, and I'm like, Trump on bullshit about the election. The nigga lost. But when it comes to this COVID shit, when he was talking about the CDC is doing some funny business, crazy, crazy white nigga might have been right. You know what he, I'm when saying? When he said the CDC is doing some funny business and making these hospitals file everything under COVID and this and this, motherfucker gets shot in the foot. They filing it as COVID related because he was coughing when he died. Yeah. Like that shit is real. <laughs> I I experienced it. Yeah. I went through it. Like even the crazier shit that he said when he's like, "Yo, the numbers will go down if we just stop administering so many tests." Like, yo, I've heard some shit that crazy part is you could have gone there the first day that have been like, "Yo, you got an upper respiratory." Gave you a Z pack and a prescription for like amoxicillin or something, and you'd fuck around been good on I Wednesday. Fuck around and been good. Yeah, we could have recorded on Wednesday and Friday yeah. and today. Right, real shit. <laughs> you see what I'm saying so but it's like it's that the to keep the fear machine working it only works if people that even motherfuckers that got sense that know like i don't probably don't got covid i got some shit obviously i'm fucked up i'm here mm -hmm. i wouldn't be here if i didn't have something but it, even for people like that people like me and you that are smart people remember no when because when this happened like lucid people they still will try to Jedi mind trick you into thinking that your circumstance is different than what it is because they got to get that COVID check mark under somebody, under the majority of people that walk through this door today, got to get filed under COVID or it fucks our funding up, it fucks up our viability, all of that shit because we want to look like when the COVID was going on, we was the ones treating the shit and willing and dealing and, and, and helping people get better. I'm trying to think what the hell I went to an urgent care for. <clears throat> this was right at the beginning of the whole COVID situation. I remember you said you went to urgent care at the beginning of COVID and you was like, you went one day and then you came back and the it next was like day. Those shit just and completely it was, it was and I'm, I'm trying to think what I had went there for initially. I think I did have an upper respiratory infection and that's what they, they had diagnosed me with. But the, I remember the doctor was acting mad funny. 
I can't I can't remember the exact what happened, but I know I left and I came back and literally in like two days. And the only reason I came back is because I had to get another note for my job. Right. I the remember. note that they gave me that had a date that I wasn't going back. So I yeah. needed. They was like, oh, you need a different note. I'm like, all right. So I'm just go there and get another note. They wouldn't let you in. Yeah. They like, and, yo, fam. <laughs> <laughs> I, rem- I remember. You talking they about wouldn't that. let me in the joint. And, and I came in and she was like, have you been coughing? Have you been this? Have you been that? Have you been da 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 da? Have you been have you been to Africa, nigga? And, it was just ridiculous And I was like The real shit <laughs> Like in two days Nigga if you've been Africa And I'm like No yo I, I came here the other day Boom 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 I'm like I just need another note And then the, the nurse was like Oh okay come on I'll get you a note And she was like Yeah you know We're not taking any precautions You know with the whole COVID And I was like Literally I saw the The, the thing on the wall And it was yeah. like I mean on a glass At the door It was like If you've If you've coughed If you've sneezed If you've Taking a deep breath. If you've done anything, don't come in this motherfucker. They only seeing like broken bones. Have you bones. watched any any Animaniacs episodes? Yo, they <laughs> they was only dealing with like broken bones and like uh you know cockeyed like just random <laughs> stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? But nothing dealing with anything with like you breathing <laughs> yeah, or being alive. Yeah, yeah. And I I asked her. I'm like, but what if like in my case, like you have like a upper respiratory infection yeah. or what if you got the flu? What if you got just a common cough And what if you got a cold what yeah. if, You know what I'm saying And she was like Yeah but everything is like You know it's all Related to each other And I'm like Nah Yeah That's like You know all black people Look alike It's like <laughs> nah uh-huh. <laughs> and, that, and that's kind of where I eventually got like I'm like listen I'm like level with me Doctor <laughs> I'm like What are the chances That a person has a negative pneumonia scan A negative flu test And then a positive for COVID Like I would imagine that it happens, but it's probably like a one to five percent yeah. chance. It's probably very close to ex- an anomaly. Extremely low. Yeah. Because they're all fucking related. I talked I told the story before. In the beginning of COVID, my cousin got diagnosed with pneumonia twice. It took him to go to a third doctor, get a third opinion, for they was like, Oh no, you like you got COVID, bro. Like, yeah, because I'm about to die. At, he's about to die at this point. So now they like they admitted him. They had to ventilate him, the whole everything. But it's like, yo, I've been telling y'all I had COVID for a week and a half. Right. It's like, why why are y'all not listening to me? And that's like the biggest thing throughout this that just kind of opened my eyes. It's like, yo, they're almost trained to not listen to you and just go with whatever their yo, rec- the doctor recommends. The scariest part about medical anything is people be like, oh, you need a second opinion or you need a third opinion. And it'd be like, that in itself is wild. Like, because a lot of motherfuckers will really just trust the first doctor on the strength. Yep. But then you look up and you see this doctor is getting sued for $160, 160 million for <laughs> yeah. medical malpractice. And it'd be like, oh, so this nigga was an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. But it's the truth. It's like, I, um, I'll never forget. This is just how, like, gullible people are. My homie one day, when nigga I worked, he, I used to work with, he, he left and shit. But he was like, yo, man, you ever notice Asian women all got, like, super strong legs, like, big calf muscles and shit? And I was like, well, yeah, you know what I mean? He was like, no, like, I'm not. He's like, you ever notice, like, Asian women legs just be toned like a motherfucker, like, all of them? And I was like, well, yeah, you know that whole shit with 
coming to the United States and going through their whole government, you know, backdoor shit. He was like, what you mean? I'm like, you know, they have to walk the whole Great Wall of China before they can come into America. He was like, for real? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> but that's how easy it is to get somebody to believe some shit. You can literally say so any... write a passage. <laughs> Gotta do it in under two days. They gotta get, get your citizenship for America. It's like, you can literally say anything to the right person at the right time and they'll believe the shit. And if you got on a white coat and a clipboard, motherfuckers have, will... Be you have carte blanche to say whatever the fuck you, you motherfuckers want. will believe you. Because I've gone into certain situations and it'd be like, nah, this don't make no sense. Yeah. That was that was my life the last week and a half. When my when my uh, when my uh, Achilles was torn, I stepped down and I felt just this flame, like it just it almost felt like the back of my ankle was on fire. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, right, damn, what the fuck was that? And I walked a couple steps and I'm like, all right, yeah, something not the fuck right. Like this shit, it's it it literally was like you anybody who's torn an Achilles or going through that. You can't explain it, yeah. but it, you—it's not a popped his Achilles twice. It's not a broken bone where you literally like when I broke my hand, you felt the impact, you could see the swollenness, and you could feel like you can't move the shit. It's, yeah. It becomes like rock almost. It wasn't like that. So I go to the fucking hospital, and he was like, "Let me see it. Uh, it doesn't look swollen." And I'm like, "Bro, I'm five hundred pounds. So here's the thing." Everything doesn't look You know what I'm saying right. It's like what the <laughs> fuck So When He was like Alright we gonna do an x-ray They do the x-ray You know cause they do the x-ray Right the fuck there yeah. Do the x-ray Come back Yeah nothing's broke Like we Like like, like I had assumed So uh, You might just wanna take it easy You know Wrap it up Put some ice on it And I'm just like Man this shit hurt This right. ain't no the, <laughs> I'm telling you dog Like this shit I can barely stand the fuck up This shit ain't it And I left from that was at Roxborough. I left from Roxborough and went to University of Penn. And there the doctor was like, We might need to do an MRI to really look at like, you know, what's going around, the muscles, the tendons, yeah. boom, boom, boom. Set me up with the MRI. Next day I had the MRI, went in, boom, boom, boom. Doctor called me, was like, Ruptured your Achilles. A tear in your Achilles. I'm like, so I knew I wasn't fucking tripping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking tripping. And it's just like, yeah, like that's how crazy it is. Like the right doctor will say the wrong thing or the wrong yeah. doctor will say the right thing and motherfuckers just be like, all right. Yeah, it's like, you know, if for, for as high of a standard as doctors are held to and all that, they still people. They still get beat down by their job. They still be wanting to leave work and go fuck they bitch. Like it be all types of shit. And it's like if you catch that, if a doctor supposed to get off at three and here you come at two fifty eight, and he like, nah, man, just put some ice on that shit, man. man. He like, I'm trying to get the, he's trying to get the fuck out of here. He's trying to go swag sir. <laughs> you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like he's not hey. thinking about you in that moment, unfortunately. And that's why they say always get a second opinion. But you know, I wanted to tell that whole story because it's like. The perception of what's going on during this second wave, and I think in the reality of it, is not the same. No. Thing. And, you know, I've experienced it. People close to me have experienced it. And my biggest thing that I want to kind of leave y'all with is that all COVID from April on, mm -hmm. we did a week to week documentation on our opening of our show talking about covid what the hell is going on trends what people are saying uh conferences etc etc and everybody talked about the second wave the second wave mm -hmm. nobody did shit to prepare for it. no 
Like, we are in a fucking frenzy. Have you been seeing these COVID messages that have been getting pushed through to the iPhones and it, all of that it, shit every you, couple nights? If you post something about COVID, they'll send you a joint to your Instagram. Like, yeah, we saw you uh, posted about COVID, so we're going to attach this to it. Yeah. You'd be like, what? They're literally, over the last week, there have been two alerts that got sent out. That basically said if you were anywhere near a hospital or on their network, you got a message that basically said hospitals are going to be running out of uh, beds and so and so amount of days. I told you, uh, Sanjay said that there's going to be no ICU beds by February. Like, there's going to be an ICU bed in America in February. So if you do get shot seven times, you know what I'm saying? If you do get pneumonia, if you do. Fall off of a truck Yeah man Like they gonna have to work on you On the fucking uh, Picnic table Out at the fucking You know Lunch area at the hospital Like it's, it's literally Gonna be nowhere for you to go Friday night Lincoln and all They straight up Was telling people Wait in the car Yeah We don't have no more room in here Wait in the car mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey We'll call you What? Yeah we got your number and shit We'll, we'll just shoot you a text or something You can come in when you're ready You got your charger right boy <laughs> <laughs> like talk. this is the American medical system. Yo. The thing is, though, Lincoln is a is a fantastic hospital. Mainline Health is a fantastic health group, and this is this is how overwhelmed they are. Like, yeah, just wait in the car, bro. We gonna holler at you. I saw the uh, the other day they were changing the the whole travel restrictions now from Pennsylvania. So if you go somewhere and you come back, you have to take a test. And you either have to test negative or quarantine for two weeks, like everybody <laughs> and shit. But my thing is, when even when it comes down to these situations, okay, no indoor restaurants, right? But the Christmas Village is open in Love Park. People are standing on top of each other. Yes. The fucking people are out there riding around with them fucking stinky ass drug addicted horses on the fucking the, the little carriages and shit. Yeah. The ice skating rink in front of City Hall is packed. Dilworth, whatever the fuck it's called, yeah. it's packed. It's outside though, it's cool. Pack them in, baby. I mean, packed. <laughs> packed. It was two, three thousand people out there. Between that and Christmas Village the other night, I yeah. was just like, yo, this shit is nuts. And I'm like, what the fuck is the like What's the point? Yeah. But then if you go out to media, you go out to Plymouth Meeting, you go to Springfield, you go to here, you can go in the restaurant. I was in Redstone the other night. <laughs> I had to catch myself like, yo, this shit is like fully, and it's just fully running out this motherfucker. <coughs> yo, we shutting down Philadelphia as we want to get this COVID shit under, under control. You know y'all can slide out and put me in though. Y'all ain't really hungry. <laughs> that shit is crazy. And that's really where America is. And America really, like no one has really, really gotten a full grasp like Korea, like Italy. Beijing, like Italy, yo, you gotta sit no, it down. No, shut this shit down. I'm the dirt bike <laughs> got everything. You have to shut it down. Thirty days, clean every fucking thing, sanitize every fucking thing. Yeah, man. Get it to where if you do got it, you are quarantined in the house. Chill, but it's like if you get it right, and you go sit in a crib for two weeks. Me and Dan don't run the risk. But if you get it and give it to me, and then you chilling for two weeks, that ain't going to help. Because now I got it. Exactly. Then I give it to Dan and Taylor, and then I go chill for two weeks. It just, it's it's passing it along. You know what I'm saying? The problem is, the biggest problem with all of this shit is that they have politicized a public health issue. Mm-hmm. And 
there's maskers, anti-maskers, there's this policy that affects this, there's this person that backs this company that's pushing this vaccine, trying to get to the finish line, there's this group of lobbyists that push this pharmaceutical company. It's all become company. nonsense, yo. I, I even said, even down to the fact that, like, jobs, and I speak on my job, they've, the mask have become only another issue or another thing that your job can write you up or discipline you for. That's it. Right. That's it. I drive the bus. I drive for something. They not enforcing masks at all on the bus. But us as people who work there, yeah. you got to have one on in the building. You got to have one on driving. You got to have a mask on driving. It's literally people on a bus without a mask. And you and I'd be like, what gifts? What, what, <laughs> who, who goes to, like, what the fuck? And that's where it's at. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody the other day, the guy came walking in for Lost and Found. No mask. He fully yeah. in the Lost and Found talking to the clear. And I'm standing there like. But if a driver walks without a mask, the director, everybody's, yo, where you mask? Why you got no mask? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I'm like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. Same with people who work at the airport. You got to have a mask on. You'll straight get written up for not having on a face shield. Yeah. But, you know, people don't need masks to walk through the airport. They don't? Fuck no. You have to have one on when you're on the plane. But in the terminal, you, you don't just it, float through. People just walking through without masks. This shit is crazy. But you got people who work in here that'll get written up for not having a mask right. on. And it's like if y'all go enforce the shit, make it to where it's like that for every fucking body. Right. But that's what the masks have become with employment. It's just something else for them to be like, oh, you ain't got no mask on, that's a write-up. Oh, you ain't got a mask on, that's another step in discipline. It's just nonsense. Right. Cause you turn around and you got people who are literally without masks. This, this you know what's a mask in North Philly? Man, this, this is how motherfuckers come on the bus. Yo, what's up, big dog? Yeah, you all right? Yeah. The nigga got on the bus like this the other day. And I'm like, if you sit like this for the whole time you on the bus, you fuck you with the D Brown. You the fuck amazing with the D Brown. And it's like, yo, like. With the I, fucking dad for the whole time you on like, the fucking bus. Like, yeah, right, man. Like, hey, uh, Jaquil, I'm not trying to be that guy. No offense, big bro. Uh, that is not a mess. <laughs> but then you know what happens with the with the drivers? We've had it happen to like new motherfuckers. They've been in straight rumbles over the mask shit. Telling somebody put a mask on, motherfuckers sock them. It'd <laughs> be like, <laughs> what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> I walked in the Dunkin' Donuts the other day, right? I got off the bus. I want to go get a Dunkin' Cheeto. I took my mask off. Put it on the fucking the little loop on the steering wheel. Looked at my, I was stepped off the bus, was looking at my phone. I'm like, let me go get a Dunkin' Chino real quick. I go over, I walk into Dunkin' Donuts. I walk in. The, it was a guy in there. He had like a guy with him that was like mentally challenged yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The mentally challenged person doesn't have a mask on. I, I'm not even paying attention to this. Yeah. I don't, I left my mask on the bus. Yeah. Genuinely, I wasn't on some Trump anti-mask or shit. The lady who worked there was like, sir, you need a mask. And I was like, oh, sh you right. Damn, my bad. I left it on the bus. I turn around to leave out. As I'm leaving out, the boy was like, if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Shit, man, he ain't got no motherfucking mask on. Come back in here, big dog. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it ain't that serious, dog. I'm like, I ain't about to start no trip. You know what I'm saying? I went back, got the mask. Like, it ain't, you know, but people are really like, fuck that. For what? Fuck out of here. And it'd be like, fuck, why are you even coming outside? Like, what makes you want to go get on an airplane just to take your mask off and then argue with the stewardess? And, and then get the shit kicked out. And then get hit with the stick, tased, and you can't fly you, for the next five years. My thing with that is, you have to know getting the shit kicked out of you is at the end of this. You, like, you, it's, you're planning this. <laughs> like, you have to. And 
it's federal, so they gonna bury your stupid ass somewhere. They, like they when gonna, you going through TSA and they go through the little joint where they scan you and they like, why do you have on a chest protector? He's like, I'm about to get some shit on the plane. Right. Are those phone books? <laughs> <laughs> Are those phone books taped to your chest? <laughs> Never can't be too sure, OJ. <laughs> Just tap me and keep it pushing. Like, right. the fuck? Oh, yellow pages say joy vision, bro. Shit. Like, you know you about to get your ass whooped. You get on this plane with that nonsense, man. But it's like motherfuckers is really like that. Like, they really are just going out in the public without a mask. And, and, and my thing is like, you, I guess people are just trying to go viral. I don't know. Yeah. But I saw one joke. A dude walked into the supermarket and just started screaming. The mask is bullshit. Take them off. Why the fuck you all got on masks? And he's going around grabbing shit, putting it in his cart, and then the people's tackling him. And I'm just like, yo, this is the, nuts. The illest anti-mask shit that's transpired this whole time. They had them people came to that Trump rally. Thirty thousand people contracted COVID. I think like seven hundred died or some shit yeah. like that. One of which was Herman Cain, mm -hmm. who was a black uh, political uh, figure. Black Republicans. Black Republican. Black political figure. Who was heavy anti-mask, anti-mask, anti-mask? He died. Then these motherfuckers who run his social media account was posted tweeting about an anti-mask message on his Twitter account after he died from going to a rally and not wearing a fucking mask. Shit is wild. Poetic justice. Shit is wild. This is where we are as a nation. I honestly feel like I'm gonna go on a, on a, on a limb and say this is the most botched thing in U.S. history. Easily, like this is the Bay of Pigs on. What you know about the Super Bay of Pigs? Steroid. I was just watching the documentary on that shit. Like, yeah, that's exactly what the fuck it is, though. It's definitely the Bay of Pigs times fifty. Because it's literally like, imagine if, all right, you Trump. I'm whoever the fuck I am from overseas, and I wrote like, listen, dog, this COVID shit is fucking off. I just came from Europe. Yeah. This shit is fucking people up. Italy, Iran, China. Just throw China away right. at this point. Shit, throw like, Italy this, away. This shit is fucked up. Like, y'all got 30 days. To get your shit in order. To get your shit in order. Yeah. I'm just looking out for you. Whoever I may be, I'll go back into the wind. Right. You are now armed with first-hand account. I seen it. I told you what's going on, mm -hmm. and I seen it. And you like, man, fire up the backgammon board. Yeah. Like, I ain't worried about this shit. <laughs> They're talking this COVID-19. That's some It's the equivalent of it. I used to go through this as a kid. I would have sneakers like all over our step, like our landing, You, because our steps came down and then they turned. So there was a landing at the bottom of the first step, and I would have sneakers just all over that shit. My mom would just, the sneakers could pile up till one day she done had enough. Get these sneakers off the landing, get over the steps, put them in the boxes, put them in your closet, do whatever you got to do. Get them off the steps. All right. And see what the fuck I'm talking about on this Nintendo nigga. You know what I'm saying? She come back from doing laundry in the base or whatever, whatever. Still here? What? Yo, did I not tell you to get the sneakers off? What? You get them off the steps. All right, I, I do it, mom. I do it. I see my mom come walk through dining room. Oh, she about to be. Oh, shit. <laughs> you asked for this, nigga. You, all you had to do was take a second and get the fucking sneaks up. That's what happened with America. All you had to do was chill the fuck out, stop what you doing, and go clean this shit up and get ready for whatever the fuck is going on. But you didn't do it, so it's like, yo, you opened yourself up for the liability of getting the shit slapped out of you. And that's what's happening with 
the country right now. We've gotten the shit slapped out of us three or four times already, like, and it's not going to stop because the numbers keep fucking piling up, keep going up. It's funny. I was talking to somebody yesterday. And they was talking about like, you know, just like different industries and stuff like that and what's coming back and this and this. And I was just like, the live music industry is never coming it's back. It's done. It's over. Niggas is fighting to get hold of this versus shit. And I'm we're gonna get into that when we talk yeah. about versus. We got a lot of versus shit to so, discuss. So much versus. But it, niggas aren't eating. Swiss and Timberland have created some shit that's going to feed them for 10 years. Like, listen, they have... Sh- no, I, was telling, I was telling my homie the other day, they've altered the music industry. Yes. Sounds wild. I wish we would have created it. <laughs> but yes, they've they, altered the music industry. And there is no... Like, I said, you got to think of it like this. This, this is exactly how I explain it to the person. I said, Live Nation and AEG... Are the two biggest companies when it comes to live music and touring and just live events? Shout out to Live Nation because they've partnered with us. It's fucking lit. Yes. Uh, so they are the two big dogs. They own real estate, they own infrastructure, and they own artists outright. Like Live Nation legitimately <laughs> has like venues. Yes. Yeah. AEG is part owner of the Lakers right. and the Staples Center. Mm-hmm. Um, they have if Jenny Bus was ever to sell the team, they have first rights of refusal to purchase the Lakers. So I say this to say that to I, I say that to say this because I was speaking about boutique concert companies and shit like that. They're finished. It's mm-hmm. over. When and if the live music shit ever comes back, Live Nation, AEG. Probably some other random company that just got some money to spend have signed every fucking artist out there to some form of an exclusivity deal that is going to run forever right. in perpetuity. Niggas is legit going to be doing what's they called in Vegas? Uh, residencies. Residencies in like South Carolina, Atlanta, come, Texas. Like the weekend just had his biggest year ever as an artist in terms of sales. When you talk about the whole sphere of this yeah. album cycle, uh, awards, accolades, all that shit. He's going on a nine million city tour when and if this shit right. ever opens up. The baby is going on a 37 million city tour when this show. Beyonce is doing 5,500 billion shows when it like. Drake is going to another planet. <laughs> Real shit. There is Drake literally. Drake's got it on a way mixtape. I got to give house tours till I can give world tours. <laughs> that there is, real. is literally no opportunity for somebody that's out there that got a million dollars that want to jump into the live music game there's nothing for you to do all you can do is put on like little BS house shows in Texas and Georgia that's all you can do in Mm -hmm. Wyoming like Barnstorm shits like that anything registered with ASCAP BMI that's like that you want credit for you gotta run through AEG or Live Nation. They're not going for that. Mm-hmm. And they're gonna be suing niggas, knocking niggas out the game, knocking mm-hmm. niggas dicks in the dirt. So you think, oh, yeah, we about to pop a 10 show city, a 10 show tour off with a uh, little baby. No, you're not. No, the fuck with mm-hmm. Lil Dirt. No, you're not. They're all in some sort of deal anticipating when and if 
like, this shit can come back. Even you, if it's ten years from did now. Did you see Quando Rondo's concert got shut down? His show got shut yeah. down or whatever, whatever. And people was in the comments like, "Okay, it got shut down. Why he don't go somewhere else?" And I was like, "Whispers, he can't go. It's Georgia. It's the only <laughs> fucking place you can go. Like, <laughs> fuck, you think he's about to slide to New York and do a show? Like, what the fuck? It's the only place he can do a show. New York City and and Southern California." California on the whole are not even entertaining that shit. Bro, did you see the shit with the 49ers? How fucked up? Did you see that shit they no. said today? The 40 San Francisco placed a ban on all public gatherings throughout the fucking whole fucking city. They was like that dis- it doesn't disclude anyone. So the 49ers got two home games. They like, yeah, y'all can't even practice. Play them shits elsewhere. No, y'all can't practice or play them shits. So now the 49ers Kyle Shanahan is like, we got to find somewhere to practice. So the whole team did as Mike slide to Georgia just to practice. But they don't even know because they got two home games. They don't even know where the fuck they going to play at. The, the, the mayor was like, nobody. And I do mean nobody. Damn. Give a fuck. Go sit the <laughs> fuck down. Dead ass. So now the 49ers is like in a scramble trying to so figure out. The, what, so what are the Warriors going to do? They just moved to San Francisco. Shit is crazy, <laughs> dog. They just put a billion dollar stadium yeah. in downtown San Francisco. Wow. Like, but honestly, it, it, here, the craziest part to me is like I just said about going to Plymouth Meeting or going out to media. The, the 49ers is like, man, let's just slide to ATL. <laughs> <laughs> like, they not like, all right, yeah, we going to chill, stay in the crib. They're like, man, we getting this shit off, nigga. We going over here. Like, it's fucked up. But Falcons that's- ain't no good. Man, them niggas. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's just share some space. Falcons look good yesterday. Edo <laughs> scored. Shout out Edo. He fucked the show. Edo, that's show. Our guy. Yeah, Edo Smith. He fucked. <laughs> they was running it out yesterday and shit. The um, but now it's like, yo, it, it, you got so many people in so many different places that are like, all right, we gonna do this, but then we not gonna do that. Yes. Then this place, like, and hey, we we yeah, come out here if y'all want to. You know what I'm saying? And it 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 just doesn't make any fucking sense. Like you go, so I saw Trader Joe's the other day. They literally make everybody come in. They'll give you a mask if you don't have one, and give you hand sanitizer at the door. Damn. Like it's somebody making thirteen dollars an hour to just <laughs> come on, come on. just hit you with some sanitizer when you walk in there. But then you go to like Acme out fucking media. Just walk in, side door, fire alarm. Hey, you, <laughs> you do whatever the fuck you want out this show. So it just doesn't make any sense. For None real, whatsoever. Real. The um, but you you're feeling good. I'm feeling good, man. You know, last so you night, can ask for last night around like eleven o'clock. I took some Nyquil, which I just I had I've tried a myriad of different shit. I've tried Mucinex that actually helped me, but it gave me like a little like a. Ugh, like, right. Yeah, it was like like a lingering thing that I just couldn't shake. But I took the Nyquil last night, and I ended up being up till probably about two two thirty in the morning, just watching episodes of Drink Champs and some other shit on my television. And then I just felt better. Like I just yeah. at one point I just like the Nyquil kicked in. I wasn't sleepy, but I just felt better, and I was just like, I need to eat something. Like I just like mm. I got my appetite back and all that shit, and I just was like I was ready for, and I was like anxious as fuck. I ended up going back to sleep, got like a full eight hours of sleep, yeah. got up this morning, I was ready to go, man. That's what's up, man. I'm glad you're good. Everybody kept asking me. I'm like, yo, y'all ain't record this week. I'm like, well, Chad almost died. And they like, 
So what y'all gonna do next? <laughs> y'all gonna record this week, or maybe y'all gonna wait till next Monday? I'm, I'm like, y'all are apes, man. Like, what the fuck? Like, people don't care. <laughs> don't give a fuck. That shit crazy. So, do you want to start with the versus shit? Is gonna take us down a rabbit hole. Do you want to talk about the Dave Chappelle shit or versus first? I'm gonna start with versus. All right, let's talk right. about versus. So. Gucci man, I want to start with the with the with the actual verses. Then I want to talk to y'all about y'all imaginary verses. Yes, so y'all losing your mind with these imaginary verses. Gucci man versus Jeezy. This was in terms of pre-fight production, build up, shit talking, everything not having to do with coming in a room and playing music. This was the best. Leading to a versus that we've had clearly yet, yeah, yeah. The, they sold the shit out of this fight. Well, really, Gucci sold it by itself. There's been another beef that was squashed through versus, right? Uh, well, I mean, you had the Sean Garrett and the Dream. They well, that kind of escalated they because yeah, of versus. It escalated the beef. <laughs> they didn't solve shit. All right, go ahead. <laughs> so. Gucci alone carried the pre-fight promo. We know right. Jeezy doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. Jeezy just started talking in the last year and a half. And right. Jeezy get on there and tell you some shit like, yo, y'all niggas woke up this morning. Thank God. Eat your vitamins and thank Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Have a great day. And then niggas be like, Jeezy said the realest yo. shit ever. Oh, my God. Like, Jeezy should never talk. Like, yeah. Jeezy should never talk to anybody that's not in rap form. He mm. should never, ever talk. That's kind of how people is with their celebrities anyway, though. It's just the way they act. They just grab onto whatever, anything. I've seen that video of Pusha T where he's like, my mama want to gamble. That's what the fuck she going to do. I've seen that video 44 zillion times. <laughs> and it, 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 it just be like, you work at Rite Aid. Why, why, why are you doing this? Your mama's playing scratch off. <laughs> Three dollar jones that don't win shit. <laughs> this is not the same. Yeah, well, your scratch off look like a chance ticket for Monopoly. <laughs> You're not winning nobody. When you job. got forty four thousand yeah. scratch offs, yeah. you, you gotta match nineteen of these in order to. You gotta get five uh, strawberries. <laughs> <laughs> you lost already. Yeah, you just just walk away, man. <laughs> I remember a nigga paid me in scratch offs one day. Right, nigga was like, "Yo, you take these." I'm like. For what? Like, no, like, what the like, no, it's good as cash. Like, just take cash is joining, blah, blah, blah. He give me the place to go. I end up going. They they short on cash. I, it was like a $300 scratch off. He give me the fucking scratch off. I go cash this shit in. They like, yo, we only got like 260 in cash. I'm like, how? Y'all people been coming in here playing lottery all day. Like, if a motherfucker going to do anything, they going to smoke cigarettes and they going to play lottery. How right. y'all don't have no money in the lottery register? Like, I'm lost here. Yeah. But all right, whatever. But they... Do that scam in order to get you to take part cash and part lottery tickets. Right. So I got a $300 winning lottery ticket. They give me $260 in cash and I get two $20 scratch offs. I hit both of the fucking $20, but I just cleaned them out. So now they don't have yeah, no money. Go so now else. I got to go somewhere else to try to cash in these tickets. One is a $50 joint, one is another $20. So I got $70. I go to the other one, they pull the same scam. Hey, you ain't got no cash. Like, you want some more? So now I got $75 in lottery tickets. I lose every last one of them. Because the, um, they won't just give you the one fucking of my, cash. Niggas, niggas I work with, they be ridiculous. They, they go buy the packs. 
Like, you know you can buy a pack. Yes. Like, in the plastic and shit. Like, dope. They go buy them drones. $500,000. Everybody put up $250. they will grab a $1,000 pack. And they'll just they'll be at the table just getting it the fuck in. How much we win in totality? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I... I, I <laughs> He like yeah, because <laughs> this joint one forty, this joint one thirty eight, this joint one hundred sixty two. They be wilding with that shit. I be sitting like y'all niggas, this crazy. He's gonna stack this about thirteen yeah. eighty. <laughs> right, y'all niggas want to go to dinner? Y'all yeah. some sneaks? What y'all trying to do? They everybody put up two fifty a stack. They bought a joint, get done. Everything came out to fourteen forty five. They like all right, everybody went a bean twenty. You know what I'm saying? This should be crazy, but they like scratch off niggas and they'll yeah. be like, um. Their thing is they when they do when they do hit the scratch off they don't even cash it they bring it to the DVD. You see, I got you know, yeah. put it right back in the titty pocket. They showing everybody everybody in the motherfucker. I see. So the one nigga was talking shit one day and I was like I can't, I just never could get into the scratch offs, John. And he was like, "What man, scratch offs where it's at, man? Shit, that, man, I, I done paid my rent off, motherfucking scratch offs." And I'm like, "The one time you hit, <laughs> you used it to pay your rent. That's not necessarily paying your rent with scratch offs. You know what I'm saying?" So he was like, "Shit, man, you know how I go, man. Shit, they they got Jones now. He's so ridiculous. They got scratch offs that are already played. Have you seen that? No. You put twenty dollars in the kiosk. You." Print the shit out. It's a played scratch off game. And you just scan it to see if you won. He's like, yeah, because you know, doing that shit, you fuck around, get like carpal tunnel. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, they got already played jumps. <laughs> you ain't got like scratch your shit. So what he do is he don't even play the game. And he just scratched a little barcode at the bottom and scanned oh, yeah. that and it tell you congratulations or no. So I'm like, yo, you don't even, I'm, I'm standing in the store with him. I'm like, you ain't even scratch off the, the little, he's like, yeah, man, God, I don't have no fucking time for that. And I'm like, I like the little games and the little right, crossword. Right, right. Like, that'd be the joint. So he has spent like, no bullshit. I'm not exaggerating. He spent like three hundred four, three three fifty, three fifty four hundred dollars on scratch offs. Yeah. Thirty dollar Jones, twenty dollar Jones, just bunch of them. Yeah. And he going to town. You're not at least playing the twenty and up. You playing? You bullshit. So Pete, he was like, uh, he's like, God damn man, nothing like ice cold. Like, come on, baby, y'all don't, y'all don't do me like he talking to the lady in the store. <laughs> y'all don't do me like that. <laughs> so I was like, I'm gonna grab one. And he was like, Yeah, man, see what the fuck is up. So I put I put ten dollars in. They had a monopoly, ten dollar joint. I put ten dollars in, printed it out. So I'm like, All right, my numbers is twenty two. So you not man, scratch the bottom of the goddamn <laughs> two fuckers you wave. I'm like, man, the fuck. So I scratched the shit. First number was like nine seventeen. It was like nine seventeen twenty two or some other shit. I remember them three. So I scratched the first joint. It was a nine. I'm like, oh shit, I won on the first little circle and shit. I scratched the next number. That was a nine. So I'm like. Oh shit I scratched the next number That was a 17 I'm like The fuck I'm like Yo I'd have hit on the first three numbers He was like Oh I know you ain't get one of them He, he, was, <laughs> he like He started He started scratching He was like Oh get the fuck out of here This one of them Jones You went on every fucking circle Every circle was, was a $20 win and shit <laughs> And I, I scanned it It was $500 He was pissed <laughs> He was pissed <laughs> I mean I mean pissed <laughs> I was cracking the fuck up Pissed I won five hundred on the scratch off for ten dollars. This shit was fucking hilarious, but we went off topic. All right, so Back to Gucci Jeezy. So I've seen ninety five hundred recaps of this shit because it's it's no longer real time. We've already mm-hmm. gone through the whole cycle of that week, or whatever. But it's still important for us to talk about this shit because a lot transpired mm-hmm. during the course of this battle. So. 
from what I have heard from Atlanta niggas and the southern street nigga in general is that to them who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off ba da ba 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 Gucci won before he even walked in the building. Mm-hmm. Like, and there was nothing Jeezy could do that could convince them that Gucci didn't win. Off of appearance alone, off of stature alone, off of I'm from Zone Six alone, off of Twenty One Savage and Young Nudie having a fucking watch party on Instagram Live. Like, and then the whole factor of playing the truth and playing Seven Forty Five, which is another. Uh, Jeezy disc record that was huge in the streets. People feel like he little boyed him, and because of that, fuck all them other rounds and all that old shit. <clears throat> Gucci won, and I don't look at it like I, that. I, you know, I don't look at it like that. My, the, the the thing with with these two are I, one thing. I I guess I just never really took into account Gucci. Every song he recorded after So Icy was a Jeezy diss. <laughs> the nigga got 95 Jeezy diss records. I yes. guess I just never really paid attention to that. But like I always say with these verses, y'all move the goalposts so much that we don't even know where the goalpost is going to be. I stopped even trying to figure I it out. I stopped trying <laughs> to figure out where, because if the goalpost supposed to be in the middle of the fucking field at the end of the end zone, why the fuck is the goalpost on the 19 yard line on the left fucking side of the fucking the hash left marks? Hash. <laughs> it's like, why? Like, y'all moved the goalpost so much to where it's like, it started out as a hit battle. Yes. Then it became a real nigga battle. Now with Gucci and Jeezy, y'all done turned it into the who shot who battle. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. I saw Jewel sent me the, um, Billboard, you know, Billboard will keep score of these Jones. Yeah. So Billboard, he sends me the link. He's like, what you think about this? I see it. It has Jeezy as the winner, which is what I had. Then I scroll down. It said Jeezy won 12 to 9 with five ties. And I'm like, hold on. <laughs> I got to look at this shit. <clears throat> and it, when when Gucci played um both with Drake, mm-hmm. they had that beat and go crazy. And I'm like. It's like, oh and I'm a Drake stand. I was like, what? Like, that's a Drake throwaway, throwaway. And it's just so you can't even really understand where yeah. people are scoring this shit. Where people are, you know. And that, that's my whole, you know, defund versus. That's how I feel. Like that's where my where I'm at now. Looking at this battle, both Atlanta legends on the artist side of making music. Jeezy is a one-dimensional artist. He's established that. He said that. Two million sold, and I'm still talking white shit. He said it on another record. They want me to stop talking blow. How? That's my motherfucking life. You know what I'm saying? This is what Jeezy does. He's a coke rapper. We know this. Is he as skilled as Push? No. Is he skilled as Ross? No. But Ross is I don't even look at Ross as a coke rapper Ross talks drug dealer lifestyle Lifestyle He don't talk the the, the actual The muck and grind Yeah like like the the dirty kitchen and the arm and hammer No. No But like 
even Jay-Z, Jay-Z, and Jay-Z's like the pinnacle of the drug dealer lifestyle on rap. You know what I'm saying? But then you look at somebody like Nas, who's like a hood poet, and he can paint the inner city better. You know what I'm saying? Jeezy's one-dimensional as an artist. We know this. Jeezy just has better fucking music. Yes. There's just no way around. He rapped to better beats. He said cooler shit. He had better hooks. He just he has, had better people around him he in just the has studio. Better, as far as the behind the music scene shit, as far as being like a... Uh, a and R and executive producer. executive. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. As far as being an executive, Gucci's one of the best executives to come out of the South ever. He, real talk, <laughs> Gucci's phenomenal as an exec. Yeah, but as an artist, comparing him to Jeezy is just—it's not—it's not fair. It's not—it's yeah. almost like a diss to both. The way—the way best way I could probably describe Gucci is that Gucci is like a player that was an average player. That became an all-time head coach. Bill Jackson shit. Exactly. Like you were, you were decent. You put some points on the you board. You won a couple chips. You won a couple chips. You had a couple fourteen point per game seasons and shit like that when they was keying in on these other guys and you stepped up and right. hit some big shots. But your hallmark is as an executive. Gucci's legacy is based off of. Young Thug and Scooter and Migos and Future and right. all these other guys that he saw them coming up and was like, yo, come here. Come do a, a 14 song mixtape with me. Right. He gave his platform. And that's the shit I like. Gucci, Gucci will do a mixtape with us. Anybody, he don't give a like, fuck. We, <laughs> I don't give like, a fuck. Like, how, you, you, have two, you here for two days? Yeah. Like, that's more than enough time. Come on. Yeah, real shit. Gucci will do a mixtape with anybody. <laughs> so I fucks with him for that. But the music just, it's not fair. Jeezy has like. So, and 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 I want to talk to Jeezy because I want to figure out why the fuck were you playing some? Of, he won, yeah. But why <laughs> were you playing some of the records you played? Why didn't you play "My President Is Black"? Yeah. Why didn't you play "Corporate Thuggin"? Why didn't you play "Circulate"? Why, like, I, I I just I was like baffled a little bit as yeah. like to some of the song selections because it was like. Jeezy, you got way better shit than some of the Jones you running with. And it's like, I don't even understand the logic behind some of them choices that he he threw out there. Yeah. Yeah, but fuck all that. Yeah, Gucci's <laughs> talking about killing your people. You, you know what I'm saying? You got a match. Every song, Gucci's like, yeah, my next song is called Jeezy is a Pussy uh, <laughs> featuring uh, OJ the Juice. Man. <laughs> like, every song. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till th this next record is called Wait Till I See Jeezy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait Till I See Jeezy. Dog, he was cutting on records that I had never heard in my life. And it was literally like the most obscene shit you the ever heard. The niggas that was with him had never heard these records because Pooh Shiesty just turned 21 Yo. last week and Big 30 is 22. Yo. And they was four when like, like, he got like niggas in his entourage never heard heard these songs before <laughs> Gucci get right in the booth let me tell y'all Jeezy is a pussy hey what rhyme with Jeezy is a pussy man <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey engineer man what rhyme with I'ma yeah. shoot the shit out of Jeezy <laughs> I'ma pop this nigga Jeezy like everything is a diss track to Jeezy dog that shit is nuts when the battle came on and they I, they were sitting in baby shower chairs which was strange but the battle came on and the first song Gucci went into was like, yeah, nigga, this is the intro. Something, 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 dog. Jeezy a hoe. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, what, man? 
Like, what is this nigga doing? Like, <laughs> dog. Gucci was wildin'. That nigga made a diss track to start the battle. <laughs> I, I, never yes, I just finished recording. Yo, this. I wrote this shit in the fucking thumbnail on the way here. <laughs> dog. Dog. Uh. My y'all weird of the week, not well of this week, <laughs> but of last week because we didn't get to record. Yeah. My y'all weird was I, I lost friends over this shit. Like people I know. Oh, really? Because I, I just had to unfollow them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had to deactivate our friendship on enough. Facebook. Did you see them going into the conspiracy theory of Gucci with his coat and his chains? And the, the oh yeah, I, I can't I can't be privy to that. I just had to I had to just. Take a step back. <laughs> like, I, I, good people. Y'all done turned Jeezy into a third eye nigga. I mean, Gucci into a third eye nigga. Gucci don't think that far into anything. Yeah, because Gucci coat was 10K, and that's how much the bounty was. And niggas was like, Gucci said, yeah, let's have a jewelry battle, because you know, boy, who Jeezy sent was supposed to steal his chain. And since he still got the chain, he like, let's battle for the chains. And I'm like, nigga, no. <laughs> I'm like, no. Close your third eye and close your laptop. Close your third eye and your... Shut your mouth and your fat ass, boy. It was one of them jokes. Like, what, man? Like, y'all tripping. Them third eye niggas is crazy. Oh, let me tell you, I got a good one. We were picking runs at my depot, right? <laughs> we was picking runs. So when we pick runs, that's one of the funnest times. It's like a, one of my past times I love because yeah. you get to see niggas in they like regular clothes. <laughs> you get to see just how shot out some of your coworkers <laughs> is. Because they start showing up with like, you know, older men that can't really oh, hack man. it when it comes to dressing. Like I ain't a fashionable nigga, but I know not to put on a leather jacket with tassels. You know what I'm saying? Like them old niggas show up. Nigga had a leather jacket with tassels. My man was like, this nigga dressed like regime on living single. Like, oh, me, me and Roby in there geeking with them niggas coming with some of their outfits. Dog said the nigga was dressed like regime. Dog, real shit. The nigga, oh my god! The nigga, the nigga walks in, right? He one of those peace under you, brother. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. God, God bless the God, the Almighty. You know what I'm saying? What's today's mathematics. What's the mathematics, Sonny? You know what I'm saying? From the thirteenth house and the eighth moon. You know what I'm saying? My Capricorn moon tells me that. Yeah, he one of them niggas. You know what I'm saying? So he walk in. He got on a pair of sunglasses, right? Yeah. So you know how you wear sunglasses? It's like you look at Dan's glasses. It's two lenses. He don't got on sunglasses, but you know it's it's a lens around this eye, and then a lens around that eye. Yeah. His glasses have a third lens on the forehead, right? So <laughs> my man wrote like, "What the fuck is up with his? What's the fuck is the point of them glasses and shit?" Instantly, I know. I'm like. Protecting his third Protecting eye. Protecting the third eye. And he was like, what the fuck you mean? And I'm like, basically, when you put on shades, you're protecting, you know, from the, the, the rays and everything on your retinas. So when your third eye is open, you got to protect the third eye, too. And he was like, what the fuck is the third eye? I'm like, you're mental, nigga. What's the math? Nigga, you're <laughs> mental. And he like, man, I want this nigga locked up. <laughs> He like, I want him in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Roman. Roman's silly as shit. 
But the nigga had on three lens sunglasses and shit. But that's what they turned Gucci into. One of them third eye niggas. And it's just like, no, nah, man, Gucci don't fucking think like that. He said, let's have a jewelry battle because he got a $5 million watch, nigga. <laughs> let's battle with jewelry. This coat costs 10K because it costs 10K from Gucci, nigga. The fuck? Oh, my goodness. And then Jeezy responded to the whole, let's have a jewelry battle with, let's have a real estate battle. I own half yeah, of Atlanta. And LLC Twitter went into a frenzy, an absolute frenzy. They, the one boy pulled the joint up. They gonna say, "Man, I was hurt when I found out you only had two properties." That was strange. <laughs> that was bizarre. That's another y'all weird. Like if he do got five hundred properties, he's putting them all in just Jay Jenkins, yeah. so somebody can fucking crash into one of the cribs and sue him. Right. And now everything is up in smoke. Like right. that's not how life. Niggas works. went and pulled up fake fucking where the what you own Jones. Like <laughs> what? They was losing it off of that shit, man. My favorite, my favorite uh, fallout moment from the John was they said, "Man, if Tyler Perry on half of Atlanta and Jeezy on half of Atlanta and Ti on half of Atlanta, who out, who on the other half of Atlanta?" <laughs> <laughs> I saw the tweet better than that. I saw somebody was like, "If Jeezy on half of Atlanta and Tyler Perry on half of Atlanta, where the fuck do Quavo stay?" <laughs> Get the fuck out. Oh yo, Twitter that night was funny as shit. Twitter on them nights be hilarious. Yeah, it stopped for like three days. Yeah, though. it kept going. That was a funny ass Where fucking the fuck night. Quavo uh, me personally, I had, uh, I had Gucci winning four of the rounds. I didn't even register a score. My my thing was whenever Gucci like Gucci played, um, uh. I think he played Good Drink. He played the joint with Wayne on the Young Money album. Oh, Steady Mobbing. Steady Mobbing. He played Steady Mobbing. Jeezy came back and played the Day No remix. I'm just like, Jeezy. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's Jeezy. Like, every little John Gucci played uh, that was hot and it was big. It was just like. I didn't like, even have Steady Mobbing on Gucci's list. I forgot about Steady Mobbing. I personally like Steady Mobbing. I love it. I like Steady Mobbing. But it, I mean, you know, Gucci you, Man it, is dangerous. It, Cocaine Codeine and Angel Dust. But it's like, it, it, the it, shit. and if Gucci get credit for Wayne verse, then against they know is closer. But Wayne is on they know remix, fucking too. Yeah. You know what I'm so it's just like it, it, Gucci was at a, a disadvantage all the way through because no matter what you play, this guy over here has ten records that are a hundred times better than whatever you're gonna play, mm -hmm. and the production. Difference was just such on display where it's like, God damn, like Jeezy is playing the greatest, most well produced trap music I ever heard in my life. This shit sounds like magical. Mm -hmm. And Gucci playing some shit that sound like me and you made it in the trunk. When Gucci did do the truth and he went into the the antics of the whole situation with uh what's his name that got killed? Pookie Loop. That set off a firestorm of like, you know, comments and people going crazy and like, oh, Jeezy, a clown. He let him play that shit in front of him and do it in front of him and this and the third. And I, my response simply was, did y'all expect Jay Jenkins, right? Young Jeezy. Multi-platinum. Multi-millionaire. To stand up on a live stream with 1.8 million people watching it 
and shoot Eugene in the face. <laughs> is that is that what y'all honestly saw happening? So that y'all could turn around the next day and say, "Damn, Juicy stupid ass nigga." Yo, he on half Atlanta. Why would he do? <laughs> why would he do that ass shit like that? If I don't have Atlanta, ain't nobody gonna take me out of my. <laughs> It's like the internet. It makes no sense. The internet is such a dangerous, frustrating place. Yo, man. I had a conversation with my homegirl yesterday, dog. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, we gonna get into that. We'll, we'll go, we'll I, go into it. I'm, I'm like, I'm almost done. Like the internet is such a str- dangerous, frustrating place, man. Because people will bait you, bait you, bait you to do some stupid shit. Then when you get tired of being baited and do the stupid shit. And throw your life away and get tricked out of your spot. They gonna say, "Damn, why would he do that? Like that's crazy." Like, that nigga I, tripping. That nigga tripping. Like why? I mean, it's only the internet. Why would he like? We was bitten. Like no. And it'd be like you could have made dinner for your children <laughs> instead of bitten. Remember when bitten was like fun as shit? Yeah. Did you notice old Twitter came back this week? Yeah, did you for see like that? Three days for like a day and a half, two days yeah, old. Did you, did you notice that a lot of people just logged out? I, I, I was, I was one of them. <laughs> I, yo, I saw this person, that person, that person. Nothing good comes. And Linda from this. set it all off. Linda was the catalyst for all of that shit. Niggas start pulling all it. Like Linda just was like, oh, because what happened to so and so, and what happened to this person? Oh yeah, he been a weirdo. This is like she just like throwing shit out there. I saw. And, nigga, and I it saw, just was an onslaught. Of, it I turned saw into a couple, 2011. I saw a couple. Couple of my old tweets get because re- people started retweeting <laughs> old tweets, and I'm just like, come on, man! Like, why? Like, why? Just, just to, you know what I'm saying? This nigga Aaron has to have like a iPhone one and a quarter or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how he has all of these fucking old memes, Yo. And old tweets. He has everything. The funniest was Jules trying to figure out the fleets. <laughs> 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 nigga was stressed. That nigga called me. Said, man, why? I ain't, said, why I ain't got no fleets on the I top can't. of my. You can see the fleets, nigga. Let me. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> was hurting over there with no fleets. He was going through it. Yeah, man. but yeah, like that, and 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 that's really where I look at the Gucci Jeezy shit. It's like, dog, Jeezy is a grown ass forty five year old man. He got the love of a beautiful Oriental woman. You know what I'm saying? He not thinking about that shit. It's fucked up, but he not. Yeah. You saw Pookie Loke's son was going off and shit. Yeah. And it's just like. Something that was a little weird that I saw people was doing. People was trying to say, oh, that was never Jeezy homie and this and this. I'm like, yo, y'all trying to rewrite history, man. Like, it is what it is. It, so was, that- a, it was a botch robbery. <laughs> Turned to a homicide, like it. Ha- sometimes it happens that way. Yeah. But y'all, we can't sit here and try to pretend like that. It, that wasn't Jeezy, homie, to try to take some of the stink off of him. Right. For for the way that it ended up playing out. So my question that I want to propose to you, with the ending of this battle, the fact that they performed so icy for the first time in like fucking three decades, um, then they went to compound. You know, they didn't. They weren't necessarily sitting in the section with each other. Yeah. Gucci was with his, you know, people. Gucci was with his people. They were in the same spot. Nobody died that night. I don't know if you saw the security had like assault oh, rifles. Oh man, they was AR. They was they was Israeli guard out there, <laughs> motherfucker, in Atlanta. But my question I want to throw out to you, with looking at what happened with Mo Three, what happened with King Von and Quando Rondo, and then looking at how things have like. Ultimately ended with just a lot of rap, you know, Biggie and Pac, all these different situations. Now you look at Gucci and Jeezy to where they can come together for the greater good of the culture, the greater good of their pockets. Because like we stated with this whole versus shit, 
Fuck, get it twisted if you want. When you got a million, two million people paying attention to what the fuck you're doing on live, them streams go through the roof. Oh, yeah. The next sure. couple of days. It just is what it is. So it's a lot of money generated. It's a lot of uh, money put into this shit now. They got huge sponsors. <clears throat> Does the beef ever end? No. Gucci immediately after s- saying to to pee and it was reported on clubhouse and this and this yeah i I went too far i shouldn't have performed the truth and all of the other shit that i said and da 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 you know what he did the next day put the shit on youtube YouTube, yeah (laughs) because people are trying to figure out what's this record and he's like oh man i can make a quick little half a ticket off of this shit so it's like when you keep rehashing that old wound over and over and over again, it can never really be squashed for real, for real. No, no, I'm not talking about them personally. I'm talking about like how you look at people like, oh, why Jeezy didn't kill him, as opposed to seeing situations where people actually die. And it's just like, even uh, somebody. If, if so, they wanted to kill each other, they would have did it a long fucking time ago. That's kind of where I was at. It's been 15 years and they in the same city. Gucci was only in jail. Three, four of them years out of the last, you know what I'm saying? Like he was doing little skid biz and shit like that. But mm. like, when niggas really want to kill each other, people get killed. Yeah. Like it ain't like oh you in Canada and and I'm in Atlanta or even you in Wyoming <laughs> and I'm in Texas, whatever like that. And it's just like we gonna kill each other when we see each other, but it ain't priority. But if you in the same city for 15 years straight, if somebody wanted to do something and it usually ain't the artist themselves it's the entourage right so i'm pretty sure it been hundreds of stand down don't do it i just saw jeezy as so-and-so don't do it you know what i'm saying it, it been plenty of that and they squashed this shit before they did trapper die 2 remix together nine years ago that's and squashed good, it before that's a good point and it but it it went left again you know what i'm saying because Gucci at the time was a fucking maniac and a drug addict. And it's just like, you can't negotiate with people like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the ball foot in my eyes has always been in Gucci's court to determine if we're going to squash this shit or not. You send somebody to kill me, I kill him. It's like either you're going to stand on that beef and continue to perpetuate the nonsense that comes from it for your own lore and legend and reputation, or you're going to be the bigger person and be like, man, that shit was 15 years ago. Like, I got a family. You got a family. Fuck that shit. You got to make a determination on which how you want to carry it <laughs> like and that's my whole joint like bf made a video the very next day and was like i see people like oh why Gu- why juice why jeezy ain't do nothing why he let gucci talk about his deal homie blah, 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 blah. and it'd be like are we promoting you know betterment of black people and each other or are we with the nonsense yeah. you know what i'm saying and we talked about it the week before with the whole king von and quando rondo shit it's like what if king von just don't snuff him yeah what if he just go about his business? What if he just acknowledge him and be like, eh, fuck boy. And 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 just go get in the van and go yeah. to the hotel. Or if he just said, yo, let me holler at you for a second and went over to yo, you so 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 so. Cause at the end of the day, it's all about abroad. Right. Come to find out. Right? Oh, it is? It's all about Asian doll bouncing back and forth between whoever and saying whatever, and she mad at Von because he ain't fucking with her no more. So she over there with with NBA and Quando and them and saying X Y. It's it's messy. Yeah. But then she on a media tour. You you did this nigga acting like the toughest nigga alive after we seen him get his head punched off 
on camera, yeah. but you making videos every single day, acting like the toughest nigga ever. Even though we saw you get your punch, your head punched off. Von did and Asian Doll on media tour. This is all fucked up. Yeah, our culture is completely flipped upside. It's, it's all terrible. dysfunctional. It's bullshit, and we're the only group of people that live like this. Right. That shit wasn't about nothing. I said it from the rip. Von didn't have to die. But Von didn't have to fucking incite a situation where a nigga felt like he had to smoke him neither. Right. So it's just the whole, it's a whole gumbo of dysfunction that took place that led to him not being here, Mo3 not being here. Like, to, like imagine, to, to Paul Ma- getting shot. imagine Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr rumbling that shit out in front of the hookah <laughs> spot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine. And they ain't fuck with each other in 40 years. And even <laughs> if they did, ain't nobody going to, to the morgue. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, we're the only ones that carry it that far every time. You know when it's a group of black, oh, they about to get this. Sh- you see that viral CB video? Oh, shit, them niggas getting it in over there. Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. Like, you know that's coming. Right. Whether it's coming indoors or outdoors. You mm. praying that it's coming outdoors. Right. Cause at least she'd be like, man, I'm gonna just stay at the bar and drink my little lemon drop. Yeah. Let these niggas kill each other. <laughs> my little lemon drop. Real <laughs> shit though. And it's like I, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day, and I'm because uh, he was like, basically he was on the tip like I I kind of understand Gucci not letting it go and not letting it you know this that, and the third like at the end of the day. We've never had nobody try to kill us. So that's like probably a different energy you got for somebody. I'm like, yeah, but the thing with with not letting it go is like, if that's the case, why are you even here? Why show up? You know what I'm saying? If you on that much of a drummer, you got that much principles as far as like, I can't fuck with like, you came here on some like, no, because we can get some money out of this shit. And it's just, but then you get here and you, you go over there with it. Exactly. And like I said, though, to me, it almost felt WWE ish. Yeah, because at the end of this whole shit, y'all niggas had planned to do so icy together. Yeah. So for me, that's why I'm like, why even put that shit out there then? Why? Why even you? If you want to do the song, do the song and be like, yeah, that was another point in time period. You know, me and this man have cinched hashed it, but you know, that's part of my story, so I wanted to tell it. But for you to go and into the antics of send some more, I put them in the dirt and we smoking on Pookie Low. It, it just it's you inspiring too many young knuckleheads. We just talked about it was 15 shootings over the weekend in Philly. It was all teenagers. All teenagers. Did you see the nigga got killed in front of City Hall? No. With the dirt bike? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. I did see that. At Center Square. Yeah. At six o'clock. Yo, wildin'. Yeah, nigga got out the car and shot him the fuck up. In front of City Hall, where they film trading places, like yeah, like and and but you look at the whole shit with Gucci, and it's just like yeah, this is kind of what this is perpetuating. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it it, it sounds crazy, but now nah, you people really look up to these dudes. We necessarily don't; they just entertainers. Yeah. But there's a whole generation of people like Twenty One Savage and Amigos and all these dudes that Gucci put on. They look at you like a god for real, for real. Yeah. So this is why you had so many people like man, Jeezy, a whole Gucci. Fuck, he you know because and, tw- and, and comparatively speaking, right? Twenty One Savage is one of the more woke. It ain't really reflected in his music, but when you hear him talk and have interviews, and sh- he got a lot of fucking sense mm-hmm. and. This beef has such a hold upon their whole neighborhood that he's still like, 
Man, fuck Jeezy, you bitch ass nigga. Da, da, da. Like he said it on his on his new album. I could never do a song with Jeezy and something to that effect and call him a pussy or whatever. Just randomly. You know what I'm saying? Like this shit run deep mm-hmm. over the annals of Atlanta and you know what I'm saying? Like and, and niggas uh 21 Savage manager was on uh Joe Budden podcast and he was talking about this shit and he was like, man, he said the difference between Gucci and Jeezy is that Gucci is an Atlanta nigga. You know where he's from. He from Zone Sick, Boulder Crest, Flash Show, over by the fucking Sunoco, and this and this and this and this and this. And Jeezy's just a nigga from Atlanta that don't have no hood, that don't nobody claim. And he hung around a bunch of other niggas that was from here, there, and everywhere at a time when they represented the streets. Mm -hmm. So he gets the Atlanta cred from the BMF affiliation, but he ain't from nowhere, and he ain't on shit. So... Mm-hmm. Gucci is always going to be our king because every single time you talk to somebody about Jeezy is always, oh, I used to fuck with Jeezy. I used to be around Jeezy. I used to do music with Jeezy. I used to da, da, da. It's like he fall out with everybody. So what that tell you is him. So <clears throat> people mix all I, of that I, I, in I don't wanna to like... the overall production part of two artists coming together to do a fucking show, which is all versus his name. I was could be show. wrong. But I don't think Jeezy's from Atlanta. No, I don't think he's from Georgia at all. I feel like he's from South Carolina. I feel like he said that in a couple tracks. I think so, too. Where's Jeezy from? Columbia. Columbia, South Carolina. Fucking Ross said he was from Cleveland. He said it in a couple tracks. Ross said you claim the egg nigga But you're really from Cleveland (laughs) (laughs) Ross was (laughs) tripping Hey man But yeah Jeezy I think he's from South He's from Columbia South Carolina I know I wasn't fucking tripping But Ross Not to go off subject Ross gives the best interviews Ever Bar none In a million years There is no one funnier There is no And the thing with Ross is He's unintentionally funny So I stumbled across Upon this Rick Ross interview The other day I still for a million years Cannot understand Why this interview happened <laughs> They were interviewing This motherfucker It was two white dudes Who were like In like sports radio <laughs> They were <laughs> They were interviewing him about <laughs> Was it Dan Lebatard And his pop no. Okay. They were interviewing him about steroids and baseball. <laughs> I was like, why is he even on this? <laughs> and as much the crazy part is his answer made sense, but it's Rick Ross, so you know the silly shit is coming. He was like, they was like, yo, Rick Ross, how do you feel about steroid usage in baseball? Rick Ross was like, here's my thing. Everybody was on steroids, not just the batters. The pitchers was on steroids. So the steroid era, to me, it seemed legit. It seemed like it should be what it is. Everybody on steroids, it's a level playing field. And I'm like, he's got a point. (laughs) Then he hauls off and says, and what's wrong with a little HGH? You want to have fans be happy, don't you? You want to sell popcorn. You want to sell Cracker Jacks. You want to sell your memorabilia. (laughs) I lost it. The nigga made memorabilia six <laughs> syllables. Memorabilia. <laughs> he said, You want to sell your memorabilia? <laughs> I'm like, Why am I even watching this shit? <laughs> Rick Ross is fucking hilarious. They scanned the guest list. <laughs> like, yo, who do we cook? <laughs> 
Rick Ross is one of the niggas where you could get a funny answer for any. You could bring him on a show and be like, how do you feel about uh, people, you know, uh, starving dogs? And he'll give you a funny ass answer about the shit. He's just one of them folks. But back to what we were saying, yeah, Jeezy's from South Carolina. I didn't think he was from Atlanta. But, you know, he claimed the A, like everybody, right. you know, during that little the time The only period. real question I had coming out of the battle was who okay Jeezy to wear the BMF jersey? Because from all intents and purposes, what I've heard the last five years, all them niggas don't fuck with him. And... And I was super confused about the BMF jersey. I, you know, I always wondered what happened because Meech was in his videos. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But them indictments came down. Niggas got left. Niggas got low. And, you know, and then, you know, people needed to start paying for stuff. And money start getting seized and this and this. And they said, do Jeezy. Was MIA and you know numbers get changed. People start calling yo so so. We need we got so we got Meech on the three way da 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 da. All right, yeah, hold on, give me a second. Click off. <laughs> Nigga try to call back the number different. Like they said he played them games. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, like Pimp C said, you got to be with certain shit with the good times and the bad times. You know what I'm saying? Like that that BMF stamp meant everything at that time for for him and them because as much as they legitimized him in the streets. He legitimized them in the music industry right. because Blue Da Vinci was never going to do it. Right. Barima McKnight was never going to do right. it in a zillion years. Baby D was never going to do it. Do, do Fab still fuck with them? Fab kind of, you know, Fab. Because he was like affiliated yeah, with Yeah, but Fab is a knucklehead himself and he had his own. They was already clubbing people upside the head and stabbing basketball players and all that type of shit yeah. before Meech and them got into the picture. You know, yeah, all them Breeport niggas and Coney Island niggas and they was already menacing their yeah. way through the streets and they was like, oh, we can. Mi- it's eighty of y'all. We can menace together. We can menace together. <laughs> what? Bring it on, baby. We can menace together. <laughs> we can menace in unison. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? They was. They were terrorizing people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But, you know, Jeezy was on some get money. Da, da, da. He had what he had going on. But so that was my only question was just like, damn, like, the all right, I get it the, about the, the, the error in the field. It is but weird like, to me at how the whole, like, allure of Jeezy has kind of shifted. Have you noticed that? Yes. To where it's like it's not the like when Jeezy first showed up, you know, TM101 And you heard all the stories Of like Meech with the The 62 Boxing in Hove 62 At the video Just You know what I'm saying On the stream The fact that they took The fake money Out of the boxes And put real real money money. (laughs) In the boxes For the album cover And just All these different things And then Literally every song Is like You know I know Big Meech, the real Big Meech It's over for you clowns Who's my nigga Hit them streets And it was just All these different Little Little like intangibles that a lot of other rappers yeah. just didn't have. You know what and I mean? Then one day it just stopped. It's like it just stopped completely. <laughs> and now you got people to where it's like, man, I don't fuck with G's. Even like dudes who I know who are like older that are like real heavy and did certain I don't fuck with Jeezy, man. Jeezy be on some weird shit. Da, 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 da. And it's just he got with the Asian lady and black women is like fuck out of here with yeah. boy. It's just wild how it's like kind of shifted. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's definitely not the same. It's def- it's nowhere close to it's what it was. It's definitely not the same. I mean, it's just, you know, people, you know, in Jeezy's defense, what did y'all want him to do? Keep flying the flag and get his ass indicted too? You know what I'm saying? But 
in certain situations, God blesses you. But normally, when it comes to the feds, you don't miss no indictments. Mm-hmm. Meaning, meaning, like, if you're supposed to be a part of an indictment, they going to get your ass at mm-hmm. some point. That's why they have superseding indictments. Right. Because somebody going to tell something, somebody going to say something, somebody seen something that they forgot that they seen and this and that. And all it takes is you to have done one thing when we build an Rico to make you a part of it. Jeezy said it on, uh, you ever hear Better Believe It? Yeah. With uh, Boosie and mm-hmm. uh, Webby. He said, um, ah, I can't think of the line. Uh in the right place at the wrong time, on the right line with the wrong name, in the right car with the wrong thing. Like, that's really how that's all it takes. That's all it takes. And boom. Yep. Ain't no more TM. Ain't no more, ain't no more TMs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit is crazy. Yep. But, like, yeah, that, that's my whole joint. Like, evolution is supposed to happen. Like, you're supposed to grow. Like, you're supposed to want growth. You know, Jeezy did what was best for self-preservation, given the situation. But when you're dealing with a group of niggas... And there's 40 of them And they all go to jail Niggas ain't really trying to hear that shit Because they want you in here with them So it's like We either going to ball together Or we going to fall together You need to get your ass in the jail cell too, motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> And it's the dumbest shit ever But that's literally how niggas be thinking Like, hold on, how so-so ain't Hold on, we all got indicted so Where, uh, where Taquan at? Why the fuck? And then all them questions start because the way that the feds work is all off of snitches. So now, if we all in here and you was right there with us when we did everything that we did, why the fuck? But you I don't not think Jeezy was like. And that's the thing. Like so that's it wasn't where, like a Takashi situation where it's like Jeezy was ordering hits or doing. You know what I'm saying? Doing X Y Z. So so that's where the unraveling of the which, war of which Jeezy. also takes away from his jump because it's like oh you wasn't doing oh, shit oh you didn't do shit exactly so that's why I said. Them indictments don't usually ninety nine percent of the time the we've indictment un- we've unpacked it yeah the, the indictment don't miss you you didn't do shit right that's why you didn't get indicted so you don't like to mix arm and hammer with <laughs> because your coke the, because the other because, <laughs> because, yeah, right. because the other rapper blue da vinci he got indicted right. He did five years. Uh-huh. He told, but that's another. But he went to jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He pulled a safety valve when he got there, but that nigga went to jail. Right. Because you did something. You know what I'm saying? And Meech was mad about what he did because you didn't have to do it. It's like that, John. What was that fucking uh, uh, Superfly? The new Superfly where the ball okay. is just the muscle and he want to get in the dope game so bad. Right. And as soon as he do, he get a brick. Get his ass locked up the same fucking right. night. It's that sort of shit. And it's like, damn, dog, like I told you not to. We got this. Like, just be music. Right. You wanted to be a dope boy. You around this shit so much. You wanted to start trying to be a dope boy. Got your dumb ass indicted along with us when I needed you out here to fly the flag for the legit part right. of the company, you stupid motherfucker. Uh, too much food and beverage. Too or should have stayed in food and beverage. Should have stayed in food and beverage. Yeah. You know what too I'm much saying? flossing. So, yeah. so yeah, we unpacked it. You, you didn't get indicted because you didn't do shit. But niggas is like, well, damn, you off the music. Like, it's like <laughs> it, 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 it really had you like. Was it taking too long to lock up? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm was saying? Was it actually taking too long? <laughs> like, like, damn. And it's like, yeah, I get it. I say it all the time. Rap is full of lies. That's what it is. It's full of embellishing. I've realistically, all music. All music is some shit somebody sits down and they write. We talked about it uh, two weeks ago. 
Nobody asked if Bruce Springsteen was really down Kate May. Nobody cares whether or not Elton John really knew a bitch named Susie. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he tell you, me and Susie had a lot of fun. Like, you don't, don't nobody care if he really knew the bitch named Susie. Right. But in rap, Elton John, Elton John been gay since the 1930s. Ain't nobody questioning him and Susie. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Exactly. Been gay. I'll be sliding off a little bit Susie right now. No. I ain't told nobody trip. Little pink flamingo shit. Yeah. It's just for the stage. You right. Know what I'm but when but when it comes to rap, it's like I sold the brick. Where was the brick? Where did it get sold? Where did it What type of stamp did it have on it? What did it smell like? Jay-Z is a billionaire with an almost billionaire wife with three children. He's 60. Motherfuckers is still still trying to figure out whether it was really 92, 92 bricks. bricks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and why you didn't get killed. <laughs> like, dog, it, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Rap music is just like that. Like, you have to be living the rap. It has to be the realest shit ever. And I get it. Rap is all bullshit. It's all lies. And it's, it's been bullshit, and it's been lies, and it's been embellishments, and it's been ghost right. It's like, yo, we created all this false standard and false narrative of what Real hip hop is Dog, like, and it was, it was, it's all bullshit. It's nuts. Rick Ross' first hit single, the nigga came out and said, I know Noriega. The real, the real Noriega. Manuel Noriega. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> and not only do I know him, this nigga's in debt with me. <laughs> like, so you telling me, Yo. Manuel Noriega. Yo. <laughs> is indebted to the same nigga Yo. that was a background singer for Trina? Like, what? <laughs> How did that happen? Like, that's rap music, though. <laughs> but that's rap music. So I get it. It's all embellishing. It's all, you know. It's it's just what it is. So I'm I'm like I don't understand why you have to be held to a certain standard or certain joint when it comes to certain rappers and not other rappers. Yeah. That shit is kind of bizarre to me. But that's the imagery you sell being when a you street rapper is exhausting. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. Being a rapper is ridiculous. Period. But being a street rapper sounds absolutely insane. J Cole seems to have a pretty like relaxed life. Kendrick too, for a certain extent, comparatively speaking. Um, but like, if you ever was like, man, I, I shot the gat and it went black, black. If you ever did that in one of your songs, I know your life is a fucking mess. It's stressful as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. It's hard as hell trying to be a rapper, man. I want to talk about some of these other verses. These okay. are these imaginary verses that have like there taken was a, over. There was a flyer. That popped up and then disappeared. I right, listen. I know and you. It, and it was Lil Wayne and Ti. Oh, I saw one worse than that. And my initial reaction to this was, Lil Wayne doesn't even know how to work a computer. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> he doesn't even know how to cut a computer on. Like, like my new MacBook Air has a fingerprint uh-huh. scan in order. Lil Wayne would be so perplexed. Duh. He would take the skate. He would take the computer and put wheels on it and try to use it as a skateboard, Yo. rather than try to just put the fingerprint scanner on it and open the computer. Little Wayne released Carter Three. Can we do this real quick? Before we go into the verses. Carter, th- I mean Carter Three. No uh, ceilings. No ceilings three. three. You looked at me like what? I'm like, no, I'm like he did. <laughs> no ceilings three came out, 
It's one of the best mixtapes I've heard in a awesome. while. Wayne is fucking this joint up. And this is my fucking issue when it comes to Lil Wayne and like the whole shit with Donald Trump. And this is how I like, he never knows what's going the fuck on. Never. He uploaded <laughs> the mixtape on Dat Piff. I swear to God. In conjunction with World Star <laughs> Hip Hop. <laughs> I didn't realize Dat Piff was still a website. I have no bullshit. I haven't been on Dat Piff. 06, maybe, maybe 07. He's the only one keeping it alive, apparently. <laughs> like, even, even if he would have did my mixtapes, I'd have been like, all right, that's at least like the last five years. Yo. Nigga went that piff. That nigga this. put the No Ceilings 3 <laughs> on that piff. I'm like, Wayne is a psychopath, yo. And he put out a, his own registered website, No Ceilings 3.com. <laughs> With a media player I, on it. I will never forgive him for this. <laughs> <laughs> Why, yo? And the thing is, right, when it comes to promotion, you have DJ Khaled, the king of kings when right. it comes to promotion. And you have Lil Wayne, who, albeit a dinosaur, a dinosaur, has managed to transition into the digital age beautifully. Right. We just talked about it a couple weeks ago. He's in the top six of the most fucking streamed artists uh, for Southern hip hop, right? He's doing like three hundred and thirty million streams a month, or some old goofy shit like that. Mm -hmm. He should not be doing that. Mm -hmm. His fans just transition and go wherever he goes. When he was on fucking uh, eight tracks, they was on eight tracks. When he was on fucking CDs, they was on CDs. When he was on mini discs for eleven days, they was on mini discs. <laughs> mini discs, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> When it went digital, he fucking had a number one album just off all digital. I'm not a human being. Then two weeks later, the nigga put out the physical, and then they went number one again. Like, crazy shit like that. Like, he has a different type of fan base. His curse is that, one, he never knows what the fuck is going on. And then, two, the people around him that handle his business never tell him no. Yeah. They just let him just do whatever the fuck he wants to do. Yeah, because do. they get new foreigns and young money <laughs> chains every fucking year. And now he done got the money, so... He got the money. It's over. Lil Wayne had a week where he took over Eliante Page. I said, oh, not only did he get the money, he got all the money. Yeah, he's blowing the shit. He's, he's fucking this brain He's up. letting it fly. Like Wayne got 51% of young money going back to the original shit, and then he got 100% of it forward. starting in 2018 right. going forward. Crazy. Wayne is rich as a motherfucker. All that Drake money, all that Nicki, Nicki, he's still getting Tiger money. It's crazy. And now he got full control of the ship. And you know what's crazy? You know what I, the biggest thing I took away from No Ceilings 3? Out West with Young Thug is phenomenal. And it just went, it, to me it's like, what if Birdman wasn't a dickhead? Yeah. What if instead of trying to have them literally kill each other? Literally. He would have put them together. What if we would have got a Carter times Barter? What if? Yeah. Carter Barter mixtape. Yeah. And it's just like, damn, yo, Birdman really a jackass, yo. You had Wayne, you had Nikki, you had Tiger, you had my fucking uh Wayne. You literally had access to Thug and Rich Homie Quan. Yeah. And you botched it. Just completely botched <laughs> it. Like imagine that being your rundown yeah. of people. And you botched it solely because you wouldn't take care of the guy that caused all of this. And the same <laughs> he's way the, he's the, the causality for all of the this. same way P and all of them came up 
you know, out of nowhere, and it's like, oh shit, they the new, you know, they got the city girls and Gucci looked out, got the Migos and every yeah. fucking thing else. It's like, let's say y'all would have locked down Young Thug and Rich Homie Quan and stayed the powerhouse that y'all were as Young Money. Yeah. You know that leads into Lil Baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just Lil like. Lil Baby came from Young Thug. Young Thug. That's what I'm saying. And it's just like, damn, yo, like Birdman really fucked up like a trillion dollar situation. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, God damn. Because, like, people that. No cash money from the original days. Mm. They speak on the label and they say that the company was never set up to pay more than two or three people at, at a time. time. Yeah, like just based off of Birdman's. It's funny because Trick Daddy even like was alluding to that shit one time. Like just based off of Birdman's habits and how he lives his life and the way he spends money and his entourage and private jets and lauda jets and bugattis and tigers and just not all this shit he never would have the money on hand to pay everybody It'd be like, all right, shit, all right, cool. So, uh, Juvie hot right now. We're gonna pay Juvie definitely. BG doing a little some arc. We we gonna pay BG. Turk, we is not paying Turk. <laughs> <laughs> we is not. Paying we is Turk. not paying Turk. <laughs> Lil Wayne, that's my son. I'm gonna get him a, 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 a give him a car. I'm gonna give him a car. Yo, like it's a video. I remember. Um, Tatizi, I'm fucking her. I'm gonna give her like a little bracelet or something. It was a video that they had. Where Birdman gave Wayne a Mulsane, he gave Mac Mang a Ghost, and he gave Slim a 600 Maybach. Uh, um, not the 600, the 62. This is when the Maybachs were still the Maybachs. Like, yeah, yeah, the yeah. 62 Maybach, he gave Wayne a Mulsane, he bought himself a Mulsane, and he gave Mac a Ghost. And they, they had the Tiger loyalty joint playing in the background. He was like, you know, I bought Slim. My brother had to get him the new Maybach. That shit was awesome on the inside. Like, you know, I respect it, man. I got my son some. I got my nephew Max some. And this is how we do it, man. Cash money, young money. You know what I'm saying? And people was in the comments like, no, man, Wayne wants some cash. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Wayne sold a million. A million. A, Wayne sold 1.5 million the first week with Carter 3. Baby showed up. At, with a fan. With a fan. <laughs> Big red records yeah. with this fan. <laughs> Nigga, I just generated almost 200 million the first week. 1.5 million records sold during the CD era. Hard copies. Hard copies. Got this Phantom hey, play, you, play you, don't, you don't want the Phantom play boy? Come on, play boy. 400,000 play boy. <laughs> you don't want the Phantom. Where's the other 199 million? million? <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Juvie Street. You want, you want two Phantoms? Juvie said I had eight cars and $4,000. Juvie said I had a Jag, I had a Prowler, I had a Range Rover, I had a Corvette. Said I had eight cars and $4,000. And then the pub situation was even nastier because yeah. everybody was signed to Money Mac Publishing. It, it was just it was just bad, man. And then it's like, you know, when you read through that court case, <clears throat> the one that Wayne filed against Baby that went nowhere fast because Baby just tangled niggas up in just thousands and thousands and sheets of pointless documentation, you, you realize just how egregious... The whole everything was right. like, and the fact that like he literally had no intention on ever paying anybody. Ever. Like, but this whole thing started with Wayne versus Ti. That correct. shit came out, and somebody hit me was like, "Yo, I know what, what you think of that because Wayne, your guy, but you fuck with Ti." And I'm like, "This is the problem with the verses. There's always going to be a mismatch. You don't understand this. If Michael Jordan is the greatest player ever, and you put him in a one-on-one scenario with Reggie Miller." 
there's a clear advantage for Michael Jordan <laughs> because he's the best ever. Yes. You know what I'm saying? In your eyes. You put Michael Jordan up against LeBron, now we talking. Different story. Because that nigga in a lot of eyes is the greatest ever. But if you talk about Lil Wayne, who in people's eyes is a GOAT, to where they got Wayne in the top five and top ten, not too many people have T.I. there. Correct. I personally think T.I. is the best rapper from Atlanta, barring Dre. But then when you encompass the whole South, T.I.'s not better than Wayne. Correct. He was hotter than Wayne. And I said that on here. 2004, 2005, 2006, he was hotter than Wayne. T.I. was dropping albums that were selling 400,000, 500,000 first week. Little Wayne's Carter 1 didn't do that and Carter 2 didn't do that. But once he did that mixtape run in 06 to 07 and he started killing all them features, 08, Carter 3 dropped, y'all can forget it. I'm the guy now. It's over. Yeah. And... When you look at the music that was put out and the music that was made, if they did a 20-song battle, Wayne wins 15 to 5. And I'm being generous with, like, what you know about that and, you know, uh, you don't know me and shit like that. But Wayne has hustler music. Mm. Wayne has money on my mind. He just has tracks that are just— Wayne has a millie. Yeah, it's just <laughs> songs that like, are what just— What the fuck do you play? When a when when Wayne drops a milli, I don't care if he dropped the Corey Guns unmixed version. It's a milli. You getting cleaned up that round. That yeah. might be two points. Like you, 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 you might lose twice on that. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, a, it's just certain records that he played to where it's like, yeah, no, you, you, it's nothing you can do. My what one you play my, against Lollipop. My one like, homie the other day was like, I don't remember hustling music being that crazy. And I'm like, were you in jail? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, what? Hustler music changed everything. Hustler away. music, money on my mind. The best rapper alive. Like it's too much shit. The Carter Three is an album of hits. Every song is a hit. Some are bigger than others, but every song placed and charted at a time where motherfuckers wasn't doing that shit. He got a song on there with Robin Thicke that wound up having a video and a whole run. The Shooter Jump. Yeah, that was like the ninth single <laughs> from that fucking from that joint. It was crazy. It was wild. He got comfortable on there with fucking baby, baby face. face. A real song with baby, not a sample. Yeah. The nigga got a real song produced by Kanye West with baby face on the hook. <laughs> what the fuck are you playing against yeah, that? It was wild, man. It's Carter Three <laughs> was a wild time. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I, I just on the tip, like, yeah, I got Wayne. I just went through fucking I was looking at uh I Am Not a Human Being last night, which is not a great album, but it's some shit on there. Right and above I, it all is on right there. Right above it. Uh Right above it, I'm single with Drake. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bill Bill Gates is on that. I'm single album. was a fucking moment. Um, I don't like the look of it. Like all these fucking records, Lil Wayne got. I ain't got no worries. Just shit that he was just throwing out. Just random records in the midst of turmoil where he couldn't put nothing out. Right. And he was stymied and they was still hitting number one. Mm -hmm. Like crazy shit. And I think people because of his, like you know uh, the. The recency bias in hip-hop leads us, even though T.I. hasn't put out a lot of music, when he has, it's been cleaner Right. over the last decade. So people have this recency bias of Wayne to where it's like, oh, he just put out all garbage the last 10 years. And I'm like, y'all know he couldn't put out music the last eight years mm. in a row. Like 2012 to 2020, he couldn't put out shit. He just now at the, at the end of 19, got all his clearances, all that shit, and started putting music out again. And what the nigga do? Put out the Carter Five, had a fucking sm another smash record with Kendrick on there. 
album went number one, sold fucking 600,000 copies, turned around, came back, put the funeral out, and then put out the Carter Five fucking deluxe. Then had a crazy performance on Lil Baby's album, which was everybody's pick for album of the year. But do we not want to talk about that? Wayne got two number ones recently. Yeah. The funeral and Carter Five both. No, no, I'm talking about songs. Oh, songs, yeah. Uh, the drama Justin Bieber and uh, Quavo and oh, uh, Chance. Yeah, the, from Khaled album. What the fuck is the name of that song? They said it sounded like Carnival Music. I'm the one. I'm the one. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's like he's still ripping off number one records. Yeah. It's wild as fuck. As an artist that's literally handcuffed, can't release shit, but yeah. Urban, like, oh, that's for Khaled album. I ain't never paid Khaled neither. I ain't gonna pay this shit, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never paid Khaled I either. I guess you could. I'm going a, I'm to a wave my Ooh. clearance so you could do this little Khaled record shit Ooh. debut at number one. I bought Tony Braxton a purse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Urban <laughs> never paid anybody. Tina Marie died. Birdman was like, whew. <laughs> <laughs> y'all was liking that album, huh? <laughs> I was going to have to pay Tina Marie. Y'all was going to make the Birdman pay Tina Marie. Y'all played Ooh, a lot of games. Playboy. It was getting kind crazy. Playboy. Damn. I was going to make the Birdman yeah, pay that Tina Marie. I was going to make the Birdman pay Tina Marie. <laughs> Oh, Birdman oh, gonna snap on us. He's gonna go right to the probate. Yo, we're gonna have a breakfast club moment with Birdman. We finally <laughs> see him all tree, y'all. He's gonna be snapping on dead. <laughs> oh, and the nigga behind the camera. Yo. <laughs> all right, last verses, Jones. We can get the fuck off verses. I don't even know how it started yesterday, but it's some- Ayo. Was it Ayo? It was Ayo. It would seem like it would be Ayo. Ayo said. Can't nobody touch Mary J. Blige in a versus. I come. I think I was the first one to quote it. I was no, you was. I was. You was like, um, Mariah will smoke. Mariah her. will smoke her. And then I commented on it and was like, buy a lot. And Ao was like, I'm not even going back and forth with y'all niggas. He just stopped responding. Yeah. So it turned into everybody else. And I saw some of the most ignorant ass tweets I've ever seen in a, in a while last night. I had and, to just log off and just and, and lay him. I, I just simply was like, I attribute it to like we talk about all the time. The one thing that changed my perspective on just life was when I started going state to state and going all over this country. Because when I got to Seattle or when I got to Compton or when I got to Roswell, New Mexico or Laredo, Texas or Salt Lake City, Utah or Spokane, Washington or uh, North Butte or going to Indiana, Gary, Indiana. These are all places I've been. You realize that these people that are in these different places, while they might have similarities in McDonald's and Walmarts and all of that type shit, they ultimately don't give a fuck about what you think and what's going on in your community or around you. Zero so Zero fucks. There are people, I, I'm not trying to be funny, there's niggas, I saw them in Seattle, Washington, who were riding around in Range Rovers with 24-inch rims. I saw niggas riding around in Porsches, all that type shit. There's people getting money everywhere and doing the yeah. things they do. They don't give a fuck about corporate thugging when it come on. The way Philly bitches act, the way Philly, you know what I'm saying? Right, like it's the holy grail. Like, so people really be having it like almost like etched into their brains. It was like, no, I remember being in, you know, Fatima's, and I just ordered a bucket of Zima. I remember <laughs> being in Natalie's, and fucking corporate thugging came on, and all the bitches took their shirts off and was pouring henny all like, and and, and it just be like, <laughs> you gotta understand, not everybody feels that way. Exactly. But what you can always look for in consensus is album performance, critical uh, response, 
I mean, com- com- commercial response and touring and sales. Yeah. That shit matters. Because at the end of the day, yes, niggas. It's a, it's a metric. It's a metric to the shit. So me personally, when I look at somebody like Mariah Carey, who's been around since 1992, and I look at the success that she's had since 1992, and I look at the amount of number one song she's put out, the amount of number one record she puts out, the amount of money she's made. Mariah Carey's worth like fucking $600 million. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And I look at like... She was married to Tommy Matola. She was yeah. married to the chairman of Columbia. <laughs> Tommy Matola was like, I'm cool on all these other bitches. <laughs> like, real talk. It's like, you look at that and it's just like, nobody can fuck with Mariah. She's the ch- only woman, in my opinion, who could go back and forth with Mariah as far as hit records, as far as importance to the music game, as far as octave range of singing, having a distinctive voice who people love and cherish, it's Whitney Houston. Yeah. That's it. That's it. It's not Mary J. Blige, not Beyonce, not A. Marie, not motherfucking who else y'all love? What the bitch did with Big Sean? Gina. Oh, yeah, none of them. This is just stupid. And here's the other part, right? When Mariah show up, it's a moment. Yo. When she come in a room with the motherfucking mink with the train all the way back to the Rolls Royce and it's still coming and, this and three puppies <laughs> and three puppies and a fucking diamond necklace that's so clear you can see through that mother like that shit means something when she was doing them Cameron remixes and all that old shit people was like what the fuck like y'all got Mariah on Linux like what's going when, on when Mariah was in State Property 2 motherfuckers was like the fuck is Mariah doing like she was really fucking with Dame Dash yeah, you know like, what I'm saying she, I'm saying like she's a person that don't gotta do nothing that she don't wanna do and it's been that way from 1992 she sold nine milli out the gate and had four number ones off her debut album. Mariah, <laughs> Mariah Carey net worth five hundred and seventy million. <laughs> the jaw, the question somebody had on the on the forum is, how is she so goddamn rich? <laughs> <laughs> and the the they got answers on here was like, she's the third best selling female in recording history, um, behind Barbara Streisand and Madonna. One song alone, All I Want for Christmas, has gone number one several times and has earned her a reported $65 million since 1994. It's one song. One song has made her $65 million. That's crazy. And it's like, yeah, that shit goes number one like every other year. And she writes her own music. (laughs) It's nuts. It's yeah, you're real it's, shit. It's, it's, this is the time. It's November 30th. About, about tomorrow, that motherfucker will be number one again. Real shit. And I, I, I said on the journal, I'm like, yo, Mariah got 19 number ones. Like, she could literally do a 20-song battle and everything I play is a number one record. And you figure out Not what you... Not to mention the number twos, threes, fours, fives, and sixes. Like, because the Jones like she, that y'all culture, <laughs> culturally love aren't even number ones. They ain't the number ones. She got a 60-piece of records before we even start. You know like, what I know? Really, I saw really somebody yesterday shuffling. was like, um, fuck out of here. Like, y'all really fuck with, like, glitter. And I was like, why do y'all go to the work? That's like when, if Jay-Z battles, people like, y'all really think the Kingdom Come was hot? <laughs> like, Hove got 20? And it's just like, huh? I, and I told, now C said that dumb shit. And I was like, bro. I don't know. I forgot who said yeah, that. I, I said, bro. You know, I don't follow I said, if you think... That she's even looking at them records. That's the reason why we at different ends of the spectrum. And that, that's on what this. I'm saying. Like even debating some if of this you, shit. If you think Mariah don't got a fifty piece before it even start to give you like, oh well maybe the no, it's she got at least sixty top tens, at least. Mm-hmm. 
So if you think, oh yeah, let me play something from Charm Bracelet. Let me dust this off. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me drop this from the glitter soundtrack. Yo, I told my homie yesterday, I'm like, bro. She got one sweet day with Boys to Men. That shit was number one for 17 weeks. And, I'm and, like, this is... This I, and I'm glad you brought that point up because Mary got hits. Mary got number ones and all that shit. Uh, Two gone, I, I mean, uh, all that shit. Those are great records. But all number ones are not created equally. I'm about to, I'm, Mariah I, got the song of the decade twice. twice. Yeah. She got songs that was number one for 17 weeks in a row, took a break, came back, was number one again for 90, yeah, yeah. for 19 more weeks in a row. Like, shit mm-hmm. like that. Shit's ridiculous. It's 52 weeks in a year, I, my song was number one for 37 weeks. My, my, my homegirl hit me and was like, you tripping. You don't think Mary got joints? And I'm like, she got joints? Shit, my weed man got joints. I'm like, <laughs> the fuck? She got, she got joints. She got joints? She got joints? But my thing is this. So let's check this out, right? When you talk about... Big records, right? From Mary J. Blige, right? One of her biggest, most successful records she ever put out is Be Without You. Yeah. Right? Joan, she wrote about Kendu and all that shit. Mariah has We Belong Together. That blows that out the <laughs> fucking water. I'm like, you want to look at another really big Mary record. Huge record, right? Huge record. Just fine. I'm like, Mariah got Honey. Blows that out the fucking yeah, water and the remix with the locks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, if you want to be technical, you want to go to Mary. You know, Mary only got one number one. I could believe that she has one number one record. You know what it is? Family Affair. Don't want no hateration. Okay. Dr. Dre Jones. Number one record. Mariah got fantasy. Blows <laughs> Don't let her play the joint with Old Dirty on it. Yo, dude. Yo. <laughs> like you tripping? So I'm like, there, there's, there's, there's no. There's no parable in this. Exactly. Because you're talking about, and the crazy part is, those three records I just named for Mariah, none of them are number ones. So, I mean, We Belong Together is number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Fantasy and uh, Honey aren't number ones. 19th biggest hit. Say it again. <laughs> That's a 19th biggest Dog. hit. So it's like you tripping. We ain't even talking about vision of love. We ain't talking about hero <laughs> and every fucking thing else. It's like, you, 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 this doesn't even, I told my this doesn't make sense. But that's how the verses should be. It's, it's, it's lopsided just on the strength yeah. because of the simple fact that there's only one comparable for just about everybody. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Jay-Z. In, in reality, the only comparable for him to do a versus battle, it's either Snoop Dogg or Nas. And that's depending on what angle the battle is going to yeah, be. Because you got to match his longevity. Right. Not even Drake. You couldn't even do it. Like, yeah, Drake. You don't have enough time. He man. has a lot more billboard performance hits, but it's just not enough time. Dr- yeah. People, you're talking about somebody who started rapping in 95, who was born in 52. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Pre civil rights era. Drake didn't show up till 08. Yeah. 07, 08 was when, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, this isn't comparable. You have to match that. So it's like, when I look at Mariah, the only comparable is Whitney Houston. Yeah. Same time, she was with Tommy Mottola, Whitney was with Clive Davis. It just makes total fucking sense. It matches up. Whitney out the gate did 20 mil. Mariah out the gate did 8 mil. Mariah next drone did 14 mil. Whitney next drone did 14 mil. Whitney soundtrack did 17 mil. Mariah's next drone did 22 mil. It's the only comparable. Yeah. Mary J was scratching to go platinum with kissing fab on the fucking hook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like my th- when you start that and, and and people, like I said, they always attach themselves. They attach where they were and what they were doing 
to the experience of the record to elevate it and make it bigger and better than it was. Like I can remember my dad and mom fighting and him calling her a whore and leaving and then her playing. Uh, I'm going. I'm, I'm going down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And it's just. I remember the cigarette smoke as it lingered over my corned beef hat. Yeah. <laughs> I knew my dad was never coming back. Court beef <laughs> Shut the hell up But it's like No it's the truth And it's just like No yo you gotta understand Something in the grand scheme Of music And the music industry And everything that matters Around it Some of them records Just yeah. like Mary on the hook That can't knock the hustle It's like We care about it Like our You know culture But it's just like That ain't beating nothing That Mariah Carey Pulling out Mariah got a number one With Hove Hove don't got many Number ones Yeah Mariah uh, got a number Heartbreaker What hove And that's low on her number one list. Low on the number one <laughs> list Had Jay in a hot tub <laughs> Trying to get real spicy In that video Yo Had Jay wilding in there With his titties out I say yo This shit is crazy But it's like No it's the truth It's like Mariah got So many big Fucking records man it Mariah's just, a, Mariah's a, Like and, and the best way I could describe it Is Mary a legend Mariah's an icon And it's a difference Between a being a legend And being an icon Like when Mariah Carey do anything, it's news. If if Mary pull up on Lennox tomorrow, they might think she copping. They might think she relapsed. <laughs> if Mariah pull up on Lennox tomorrow, it's a movie. <laughs> Yo. Like, man, you know, Mary was just out here. What's going I on? Saw, I saw somebody was like, um... Fuck out of here Like well, Mariah was married To Nick Cannon Like what kind of clown shit Was that I'm like Nick Cannon a fucking mogul I'm like Nick Cannon got the Number one show On television I'm like, Right now I'm like Mary was with KC I'm like what man <laughs> And I was just like That's why I had to Stop stop commenting Cause it's like The, the conversations Just go left and They, they don't, always go left They don't make any Fucking sense like, It's no consistency Are we, I'm just Cause I'm having A music conversation Right Like strictly Right Because I know Y'all aren't equipped to handle the other shit if y'all do decide to go left. I'm trying to have a music conversation only, and they always take it outside the music. And I'm just like, fam, your, your, uh, what do you call it? Your standard of cool versus corny does not register when it comes to an icon. Right. My, for me, neither. For you, neither. You know what I'm saying? Some people are beyond our level of reproach because their levels of success have are unreachable. So us saying, oh, they corny. Even if it's not for you, you better educate yourself and learn why this shit is so successful. Right. You can learn a thing or two about how to fuck to sell 200 million records. One thing I absolutely love, I always go back to it, when Lux and, uh, and uh, what's the light skin nigga? L-O-M? Oh, uh, Hollow. Hollow. When they battled Tay Rock and Chess, when they had the first line and Lux said, um... Lil Bro and them went and got Lil Bro and them. He said, I, I, he said, I forgot the way he went into the next line, but he said, I reckon who wouldn't with death in their view. He said, but I heard they treasure chest. So that's cool. We're going to bury him, him too. too. And everybody went crazy and he stepped the chest. was like, you're going to learn a thing or two tonight about how to battle. And it's just like, yeah, chess is hot. Tay Rock is hot. Tay Rock the big dog right now on that fucking circuit. Yeah. Lux is an icon of this it's shit. It's different. <laughs> and, it, it, and you really, really see it. And it's like, yeah, you really need to like learn a thing or two when it comes. Like when you hear people and they say, uh, Run DMC are groundbreaking and legendary icons. 
And y'all look at Rev Run, and he just in the hot tub typing dumb shit, and, you know, his daughters was running wild, and yeah. Diggy was over here, and Russ ain't never had no fucking Vaseline. <laughs> it's like, you you don't be realizing, like, no, Rev Run is a real live wall knockdown icon. icon. And people be forgetting To shit, the like, point where when Jay-Z said, I invented swag, I said, no, you didn't run invented swag, yeah. You like, playing a- <laughs> You never had no swag. <laughs> but, that, but that boy from Hollis, Queens... He told everybody in MSG to hold their Adidas up, and ain't nobody had no laces in them. John, he invented swag. You playing a lot of games, like Jay-Z. when Snoop Dogg got on the John and was like, "Yo, M not in the top ten, nothing," and M with us. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, me and M with the same crew. <laughs> but fuck no, he's like over Rock Kim. You crazy? Like what the all the shit Rock Kim did? Yo, ha! And it's just like yeah, no, like people really be forgetting at times. Like yeah. people before you, and you know, you like they almost can't understand why. So and so, like people even now with Wayne to a certain extent. Like when I hold off and be like Wayne in my top five, and it'd be like how, and I'd be like, because I heard the raps. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> they like, think it had the 77 best features of 2007, I, and I, it was all him. I heard all the Carters, <laughs> all the mixtapes, and it's just I know for a fact that he was out rapping every rapper on the planet. I heard that Collie Grove album that he did with Two Chains, and he spanked him on every song. He literally made 50 <laughs> Cent go sit somewhere. Jay Z the go, same the fucking thing. Somewhere. Jay Z called him on the phone like, "Why would you rap to my beat like that?" Jay Z <laughs> literally go, went and sat down and came back with his fucking approach to trying to get hot again in the music game. And on that song, he used auto tune and finished it with, I might send this to the mixtape Wheezy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, nigga, that's why it makes total sense. But I see that a lot. People really just don't be having like an understanding of just all music. Yeah. And even like down to like my homie one day was like, You listen to rock and roll? I'm like, Yeah, nigga. Like, Rap music is a direct result from like, the rock and like roll you, chords. You do know black people invented rock and roll, right? Like, you do know the whole <laughs> Fade to Black album was like a derivative from ACDC, <laughs> you know, Back in Black album. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that shit is like, it comes from it. It all, like, streams yeah, together. Yeah, it's like, you know Chuck Berry and Lil Richard invented rock and roll, right? Yeah. <laughs> black guys. Like, when you hear the takeover. We invented everything. Bluegrass, country, folk, uh, all of that shit. I literally sat there one day playing songs from my home. Me that he didn't realize were like dead on samples for yeah. like rapping. I'm like, The Doors, five to one, that's where Takeover comes from. Fucking Steely Dan, Kit Charlemagne, that's where uh, Champion comes from. On kind of like all of that shit is it, it all runs in the yeah. same vein. So it's like, yeah, nigga, like, but motherfuckers really don't ever. Ju- and that, that's the one thing I love about like my pop and my mom. My dad used to straight play rock and roll. I told you, my pop, when Rick Ross came out, he, who is this clown talking about? He the boss. <laughs> Bruce, Bruce Springsteen is the boss. <laughs> I was pissed. Because you know that's Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Nickname is the boss. Like, who is this clown talking about? He the boss. And it's like, no, nah, it's the truth. So rock. Rock and roll definitely runs hand in hand. So I listen to a lot of that shit. Hand but motherfuckers hand. really just don't take time to li- just understand music. Like my so, favorite genre of music is pop music. Yo, I, I hate rap music. I, I love I love rock. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> I love like like the whole thought process behind pop music and how it was redefined in the 90s where you're literally going into the studio to create something that's going to sell the most amount of fucking records in history and to actually do that shit like when it works that shit is hard as a motherfucker shit mike and janet was doing and all that and the backstreet boys and in sync and all of that shit and then what you got from it once the boy band shit fell apart and then all right we just got just justin timberlake and like that's the evolution of justin bieber's and all of that Pink and all yeah. of that, like that shit is hard. Avril Lavigne's, like and all we're of se- we're we're trying to sell twenty million singles, yeah. 
And then you go in there and you create some shit that the first one sell 20, the second one sell 24, and the third one sell 16. And you're like, what the fuck? And then you turn around and do it again. Right. Like that shit is hard as a right. motherfucker to literally make something that's pleasing to everybody across the board. Some like, shit you can play in supermarkets, at roller rinks, <laughs> exactly. on commercials, at fucking football games. Yeah, it's crazy as shit. That shit is crazy as a motherfucker. And then people be like, almost like, damn, man, even us at times, why why rappers don't get the look to be on this or be on that? And it'd be like, because he got the ratchet out. Yeah, the content is fucked. Like, I can't, like, I, I be in certain spaces and places and I hear even the clean versions of certain rap songs and I'd be cringing, bro. Like, that shit be, like, embarrassing. Don't, yo, I was just about like, to say that. Like, yo, people got their kids, people grandmothers, shit like when that. When some rap come on and you in the right setting, you definitely do be like, like uh. What? Like, how did this even get on the playlist? And it's so and, and as a teenager, I never understood it. It's so funny because you know I be making a playlist. So I got one playlist called Supermarket Music, where it's got like all of the shit that you would hear when you in Target and the supermarket, and it's like all of like the um, uh, I'm, what's the random song on there? I'm not gonna write you a love song, yeah, all that type yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And I, people download it, and be like, yo, that playlist funny as shit. But that's really how the music be in the stores. So my one homie hit me was like, I'll never hear that shit in the store. And I'm like. What are you talking about? He's like, me in the supermarket, they don't play that type shit. And I'm like, what supermarket do you go to? He was like, I mean, my local John uh shop right on Parkside. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's why. They got on the clue team. <laughs> in the fucking yeah, in the fucking parkside, like shop right, of course. Stack bundles. Yeah. Best thing at the best of stack right. bundles. Fucking <laughs> French Montana mac and cheese and shit on. Like, of course. But uh Yeah, nope, nobody's fucking with Mariah, man. I, I like maybe, maybe Janet. Could, maybe Janet. Maybe Janet could give her a run. Janet did some shit. Because Janet got the longevity. Definitely not Mary J. Blige. Janet did some shit, man. Definitely not Mary. And that's no disrespect to Mary. No disrespect to Mary. We love Mary. I love Mary. <laughs> I love Mary. But no. Not not with Mariah. This, this Mariah's an icon. And if you don't look at Mariah as an icon, you need to go figure the fuck out. Why the fuck you don't look at Mariah as an icon? Yeah. Because she's an icon. You need to educate yourself. She's an absolute icon. And I think what it is is... Especially this younger generation, and even to a certain extent, our age range and shit. What what have you done for me lately? Kind of yeah. creeps into people's minds, and it's like if you look at the last ten years, Mariah really doesn't do anything. Yeah, when I and, but when I made five seventy, my first fifteen years out, I don't got to do shit. Bingo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't have to do nothing. I could just be a mom and just be fabulous and just chill. So it's like, you know, this last couple years, people look at Usher. Usher had really hasn't done anything. He's a host on a television show, and he had a scandal where he allegedly had herpes. That's it. So people are like, fuck Usher. And, and I, when I be like, yeah, Usher or Smoke Chris Brown, motherfuckers be like, I don't know. And I be like, no, Usher really has 10 number ones, and he has yeah. this album of the decade. And I, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't a joke. I'm not making this shit up. I'm not and, being hyperbolic. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So it's like, yeah, no, you just really need to learn. Like, Mariah's, she's in a league by herself. Leave Mariah alone. Let her spend her millions on poodles and fucking right. bags and, and do whatever. Nine floor apartments. Yeah, and whatever the fuck she want to do. Leave Mariah alone. I want to change out the music shit and leave this going. You brought up being successful and people hating you for the shit. I want to talk about Kevin Hart. The Kevin Hart shit. Can I? He put out a special called No Fucks Given, right? Zero fucks given. Zero fucks given. 
He's given way too many. He's fucks been given a lot of fucks <laughs> since that. Yes. In my opinion, was the special great? No. Was it good? Not really. It was okay. It was watchable. It was Kevin Hart being Kevin Hart. Yeah. I watched it on like a, what did it come out on like a Monday or a Tuesday? I watched it on like Wednesday, like one in the morning yeah, when I came I, home I, from I, work. I watched it like seven, eight o'clock. It took an hour and 20 minutes out of my day. I was like, uh, this ain't that funny. It ain't terrible though. I get what he's doing. Black people are going to kill this. <laughs> like, I, I, <laughs> I, as soon as I saw it, I, I was I was 13 minutes in and I was like, black people are going to pin this shit because it's not Mike Epps, it's not Cat Williams, it's not D-Ray Dave. It's not, it like, even, uh, you know, nobody's Dave, so I'm not even mentioning Dave. That's some, that's some, uh, that's, that's some other thing. But my thing with, with, with Kevin Hart and these other comedians you name, why is it that Kevin Hart isn't allowed the same autonomy that the other comedians have? Cat Williams has been a low-level pimp his entire existence. He has never come off of that. That's his... Sh- That's in his every shit. movie, he's a low-level <laughs> pimp. Yeah. That's what he is. Mike Epps is allowed to be just as silly today as he was 20 years ago. Yeah. When he showed the up... Drunk, next- he's the drunk uncle. Dog. Remember how high... When they, when they was coming up in the party, <laughs> he picked the midget up. I was like, look at the little itty-bitty bitch. <laughs> little itty-bitty bitch, man, get up off of me. <laughs> he picked her up and said that. He's just allowed to be that silly all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Kevin Hart, you knew Kevin Hart's stick. You yeah. knew it. He talks about him being little. Talks about his wife. Well, now his ex-wife. He talks about the fact that they aren't together anymore. Yeah. Talks about his kids. And then he's he's incorporated him having money and dealing with success. That's it. That's all he's ever done. He doesn't do current events. He doesn't do political. He doesn't, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't do those, those thought-provoking think piece comedy sketches. He doesn't do that. What I would challenge people to do is... Watch Seinfeld's last comedy special. It's the same shit. Hey, listen, Seinfeld, <laughs> the same shit since 1990. It's the same. That's what Seinfeld shit. does, yo. The problem is black people don't respond to that type of comedy. Okay. <laughs> white folks love it. They lo- I love it. I love it. I like My it. Favorite show. <laughs> but when you watch Seinfeld, I watched one of his recent Jones where he was like, uh, what is the deal with car reservations? You get there and they're like, oh, we had the reservation, but with the car you reserved is no longer available. It's like, anybody can take a reservation. And he was like, right. <laughs> <laughs> anybody can take a reservation. He's like, the key isn't taking the reservation. Having it's the car. holding the reservation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then she asked me, do I want the insurance? And I'm like, yeah, because I'm going to beat the living hell out of this. <laughs> It's like, that's Seinfeld. That's been him for years. And it's like, yo, it doesn't change. But with Kevin Hart, it's like he became so successful so fast. and Because it ain't been that long. No, eight, seven years, eight years maybe. Yeah, it ain't been that long. Like, and people are like, oh, why does he change it up? And why does he talk about everything that's going on with voting and everything that's going on with the, you know, the the, the state of the the union and the state of the, maybe a civil war pending. I'm just like. What the fuck, Kevin? Who are you talking about? You Why do you even want to hear that from Why him? Why would you want to hear that from Kevin Hart? What? I'm a nigga from North Philly. I dropped out of community college. 
I fucking ran the comedy circuit. I ended up with a fucking a, a, a manager and a mentor that pointed me in the right direction and shit to do. I came to this one showcase, a fucking big agent that repped all these other comedians saw me, took me under his wing, helped me polish my shit. I did the Dame Dash fucking circuit. I did Soul Plane, which is the most critically paying movie in history. The next thing you know, I started getting some like little small looks. And I, I was grew. in 40 Year Old Virgin. I, I was in 40 Year Old Virgin. I stole, I stole my little scene that I had in there. The shit built from there. Then I, I did, did every scary bad, movie three I did every and eight. Bad movie you could fucking do. Yo. And then I looked up one day and I was fucking next uh, to the rock. <laughs> he can't explain what the fuck happened. No. So how do you want him it's, to articulate that into his comedy when he can't explain it? It's nuts. It doesn't happen like that. Right. Motherfuckers be grinding for 20, 30 years. Bernie Mac grinded for 25 years doing comedy to the point where he was like, come on, white people, I'm sorry. I, what the fuck y'all want me to do? <laughs> right. What y'all want me to do, white people? I'm sorry. I'm going to chill out. Remember on, uh, on uh, uh, Kings of Comedy, he was like, white people, come on, please. I'll take a show from anybody. UPN, CBS, <laughs> KYW. Yeah, because I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> Real shit. And the Bernie Mac we saw on television was a glimpse into his life, but it wasn't a glimpse into his comedy. Right. It was nothing like his comedy. Mm -mm. Bernie was the, the king of street comedy. Mm -hmm. He was the dirtiest cat in the game. Yeah. He was the Ric Flair of comedy. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he had to change his whole thing. Kev never had to change his thing because it's always been one very one thing. Mm -hmm. And just at some point, the game caught up to him and it made what he was already doing palatable to these audiences. There's a thing called perfect timing. Yes. I know people don't believe in that shit, but it's real. Man, that shit is the realest. Perfect timing. <laughs> you could be in the right place, right time with the right shit and the right people gravitate and towards you won't it. won't go. And it's over. It's yeah. a rizap. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what happened with Kevin Hart. Was Kevin Hart the best? No. Was he the fucking hardest working? Maybe, maybe not. We, we don't know that shit. You know what I'm saying? But what it was was he put in the work. He got in the right fucking pocket. He got in the right spot. And the shit worked. It just yeah. took the fuck off. They was like, yo, The Rock, ironically, stopping wrestling and becoming an actor. Like, people don't even realize The Rock was doing dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Snitching. Dog, <laughs> snitch was awful. God awful. The Rock was in fucking uh, Mummy, and he was in, what's the real bad John, where he uh, he was like the hitman, but he was like kind of gay. Oh. With, with, uh, with, um, it was a sequel with Vince Vaughn, because he was Vince Vaughn's like hitman. You don't be hating. Remember that? I can't remember the name of this shit. Nah, it was like uh, be cool. Be cool. Yeah, yeah. He was in fucking mother. He was in fucking be cool. And it's just like The Rock did a bunch of dumbass fucking movies. But then The Rock put on like another 40, 50 pounds of fucking muscle, became the uh, a Herculean ass nigga. Ironic, he played Hercules and shit. Yeah. He he became that. And they was like, yo. You're funny and big. We need a funny small motherfucker to stand next to you to, you know, be the, like the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito shit. Kevin Hart pops the fuck up. Boom. Yeah. Movies take the fuck off. Central Intelligence did like fucking 300 mil. Then the next John did 300. Then they put him with Ice Cube. Same type fucking role. That shit does a couple hundred mil. Then they put him in Jumanji with The Rock again and... Holla back. We got a billion dollar movie. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's just where the fuck it's at and where we are with Kevin Hart. And, you know, it's funny because somebody mentioned uh, I don't look at him as like, you know, 
Eddie Murphy. And I'm just like, well, why the fuck would you even want? Like, I don't, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even understand how you picked that up. And I was, I was telling her, like, no, because she was like, people act like he's the Eddie Murphy of this generation. I'm like, no one acts like Nobody he's the Eddie like Murphy that. of this Eddie generation. Eddie Murphy is the greatest black success story in Hollywood history. Ed- you know, he's only ever auditioned for anything one time. One time. time. Every other role was tailor-made and written for him. And he did a lot of that shit. Eddie Murphy had his own office on Paramount Studios' lot. Eddie Murphy Productions. (laughs) Eddie Murphy punched his own ticket to Hollywood and did whatever the fuck. Nobody never pressured Eddie to do nothing. You ready for this? Eddie Murphy has nine movies. Nine movies that have made more than $150 million where he played multiple characters in the movie. Fucking nuts. <laughs> like, it's insane. Right. But you start thinking about the Norbits and the Coming to Americas and the Nutty Professors, and it's just Dr. Doodle. It's like, yeah, this nigga really does every Everything. fucking thing. Yeah. So I was telling her, I'm like, you know Eddie Murphy came out the gate like 48 hours. That was his first big right. role as an actor. 48 hours. You know that 48 hours started the genre of buddy cop, cop movies? movies? Yeah. So Lethal Weapon. With Mel Gibson and uh, Danny Glover, Bad Boys with Martin and Will Smith, ironically Central Intelligence with The Rock and, and Kevin, Hart, Kevin Hart, or, or, yeah. or uh, what's the other one, Ice Cube, um, Ride Along, all of that shit is a direct result of Eddie Murphy. Yeah, forty eight hours. And I was telling her, I'm like, when if I had to write down a list of my ten favorite movies in life, Eddie might have four of them. Easy. He, <laughs> that, my favorite movie of all time is Trading Places. Everyone knows that. My number two on that list might be Beverly Hills Cop. Might be yeah. coming to America's in the top five, and fucking uh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop Two is the fuck up there. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like you can't compare them to yeah. them when these roles are tailor made for you, and you're the big successful black yeah. comedian. Like of the if 80s. you don't do it, we ain't doing it. Like yeah. You know <laughs> Whereas like Kevin Hart, and I, to his detriment a little bit, he's never seen a script he doesn't like. He's it's doing whatever. <laughs> if Dan tomorrow, like, yo, I got my camera in 100 mil for you. Come on, all right, what do we see? What the fuck going on? I don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So that's been a little bit to his detriment. He actually, that movie he did with uh, Heisenberg, the serious movie that he did. I didn't see it. It was actually The Wheelchair John. Good fucking movie. He don't get no credit for it, but good fucking movie. Real, real good movie. I think what it is is with. And that's the difference. Kevin is placed in a spot where he's damned if he do and damned if he don't. That's what I was going to say. Because like, like you look at somebody like Eddie Murphy, where you look at the roles, he played several different roles. You know what I'm saying? Even if you look at 48 Hours and Beverly Hills Cop, he's two completely different characters in those yeah. movies. Same movie style, same goal, yeah. but two completely different. Whereas Kevin Hart, it don't matter if he's in Jumanji, this, that, this, that. It's the same. What? What? It's the same yeah. little nigga making noise the, and weird face. It's the same shit. So people ultimately just become like 50 Cent said it. Um, what's the term he would always use? Oversaturation. To where it's like, all right, I kind of want to see Kev do something different. Right. So I can understand that. But my thing is, you don't turn the oven off while the oven is fucking cooking the food. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you got to wait. And then you have a cool down process. The movie was called The, uh, the Upside. Okay, yeah. Like, you look at Kevin Hart, though. This nigga's making millions on millions on millions on millions on millions on millions of dollars. And he's producing a lot of this shit. They're letting him produce a lot of this stuff. So, I I ain't gonna hold you. It's one of them things where it's like, do you want to be the realest nigga in the room or the richest nigga in the room? And Kevin Hart is stuck in a weird spot to where it's like, nothing... Kevin Hart could come out tomorrow with the most 
thought provocative shit you ever heard in your life. And motherfuckers are gonna be like, oh, what are you trying to be Dave Chappelle now? It, damned if you do, damned if you don't. So get money. <laughs> get money. Fuck niggas, fuck bitches. Get money. They're gonna criticize you one way or another. They're gonna either criticize you for your art or for your business ethics. I'd rather be criticized for my business ethics and just keep making, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. And just keep getting paid. Now, one thing I wanna see him do is stop reacting. Like, that's <sighs> just unnecessary. You're filthy rich. He's too rich and too famous to be engaging with these like low level chat rooms. You want to talk about the clubhouse shit? Yeah. The the the. the so there's a new there's a new social media app. Oh I'm not God. getting on. I'm not joining. I'm done with social media. I'm yeah. not learning a new one. When Twitter dies, when Instagram dies, Twitter is allegedly supposed to be instituting these chat rooms soon. Also, oh Twitter is going to be everything. Twitter is going to be Clubhouse, Instagram, Twitter, Black Planet. <laughs> it's going to be everything all in one. When it, when these social medias go, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I may be gone before that. I, that too. I'm not learning a new social media. I'm not, I don't give a fuck. Honestly, Rock uh, keeps like, oh man, y'all would do great on Clubhouse. I'm cool, no, dog. Clubhouse Just the little terrible, shit I've man. seen from because you got to understand something. No matter how, no matter how y'all think it's gonna go or what's gonna happen, <laughs> niggas show up. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. You could have a nice place. Niggas show up. It's mayhem. You know what I mean? Somebody and gonna uh, sneak the glicky in. And then it's over. Now you got to move. And that's what happened with Clubhouse. It's yep. like, I understand the thought process. I understand what y'all were trying to accomplish and pull off. The things that I was hearing two weeks ago from my close friends that were on Clubhouse, people like my man Mel, Pastor Carl, stuff like that, like the conversations they were having and getting Rob really was on it early. Super early. The app's been around since like May. Mm-hmm. And they really just kind of rolled out the beta in the last like 30 to 45 days or whatever. And people were telling me they was having some making some real connections and having good conversations and they was moderating conversations and being part of conversations. And I'm like, oh, no, that's cool. That's good for y'all. Like, that's what's up. So people with, with us are like, oh, yeah, no, nah, it'd be dope if y'all was on there and this and this. And I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So I get the invite from Ryan. I get on there and I just start like jumping in and out of these rooms and like hearing some of these conversations and seeing you know some of um the titles to these groups and stuff like that and i'm just like yo these people are fucking maniacs like these people are using whatever little stature they have either whether it be built from here or from elsewhere to grandstand on others and that's literally like the overall the overall arcing theme of this app, as I've seen it so far, you know, it's been some little groups here and there, personal people I know, this, this, and this. And I'm just like, yo, I don't want to be a part of this shit. Like, they're literally calling people to the carpet in these groups to speak to belittle them. Why the fuck would I want to be a part of that? Like, a bu- with a bunch of people that I don't know. Like, they have literal groups where women are like, just come in this group and just give uh, black women money. It guarantees you nothing. You're entitled to nothing. Just come in this group, speak your piece, and give black women money. Pledge your donations and just move the fuck on. <laughs> like, that that happened. And I'm just like... Your face yo, we, like we, we are in the twilight zone. And we are in such, <sighs> in such of a twilight zone where women that know this shit is maniacal and crazy are scared to speak out against it or condemn it or I don't want to generalize all women by saying and I get all of that but at some point we got to keep it real and 
give people the credit they deserve for being ridiculous yeah. and being jackasses, male or female. Y'all are taking the protect black women shit too far and y'all are allowing people to just run roughshod against other black people because they have the, oh, I'm a black woman, you can't say nothing to me card. So that's where the whole Kevin Hart shit went kind of left. So basically a room was started on Clubhouse that was called, Is Kevin Hart Funny? Correct. The room had 5,000 people. They, people have said they never saw a room in Clubhouse with more than 900 people in it. 5,000 people at 1, 2 o'clock in the afternoon during the week is wild as fuck. Yes. To discuss this Kevin Hart <laughs> Yes. That in itself <laughs> is a wild dynamic. Yes, you know is. what I'm saying? So 5,000 people show up to this fucking room to discuss this Kevin Hart funny. So I guess the shit became such a big trending thing Someone in his circle, probably Spank, because he has nothing to do. It was Spank. Spank, one, Naeem, one of them, <laughs> alerts Kev to, yo, this room. So they all pull the fuck up to the room. Yeah. I heard Spank was in there. Naeem was in there. All of them was in there. Kevin Hart shows up in the room. So now when Kevin Hart shows up in the room, the whole tone changes. The pitch changes. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, oh, damn, you know, whatever, whatever. Oh, why, why What we you was trying to see was, and you niggas know. start asking for jobs, all type of shit. So then Kevin Hart, like, you know, I'm successful. You know, like, y'all need to, like, figure yourselves out a little bit. Like, this is just kind of dumb. I don't even understand how it got switched into the whole black woman shit because the chick who was one of the big deals in the room, yeah, Melissa or something with an M. Don't I get me the line. I can't think of the name. But they basically turned it into him disrespecting black, black women. At how? Like, I don't even understand how <laughs> it got there. Because yeah. I guess his tone was dismissive and he wasn't inviting of their criticism. And it's like, I made it already. You... Whoever you may be may or may not have made it at whatever you're doing. I don't have to succumb to your criticism. I can just be above it and just not be here, not be wherever you want me to be. I don't have to ever be there. You know why? It's over. It's too late. I already made 400 million. I'm on my way to a billion. Like I have fucking production deals with every fucking major movie house and studio and television production company there is. It's over already. Like right. there's nothing you can do to stop me. I'm not going to go out here and rape 10 chicks and get myself arrested and go to jail for like, that's not going to happen. So there's literally nothing you can do to stop me. Right. Your criticism is not enough to stop my commercial viability. Mm. And because I will not succumb to your will of you trying to get your shit off or try to make me hear some point that I don't care about does not mean that I'm disrespecting you. I just don't care. But that's why <laughs> me ultimately he don't need to be in that shit. Exactly. Like there's no reason to even go into that chat room. Let him chat. Let him do that shit. The fuck? Who cares? But the basic overall tone of it was like, yo, once Kevin popped up in the room, it became a divide. And it was like boys versus girls. And then the women got real upset because they felt like they weren't being heard anymore. The one girl spazzed the fuck out, called the guys dick riders. Ad Lover, she was like, Ad Lover, you in particular, you super dick rotten, you bitch ass nigga, and this and this. And Ed Lover's just trying to explain to her, just like on some shit, like, yo, you can't talk to me like this. Like, 
no person can. And I don't care what setting it is. Like the 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 tone and the words that you're using to talk to me is inappropriate. From a man to a woman, or from a woman to a man, this is inappropriate. And you need to understand that you are being inappropriate. This is not the setting. There is no setting for you calling me a fucking dick rider, and it's okay. Right. And for whatever reason. People were still like, oh, yeah, but I'm just saying she felt frustrated. because, so, And I'm just like, yo, man, we got to stop this shit, yo. Disrespect is disrespect. And at some point, we got to go back to all disrespect being created equally. Right. And me not wanting to acknowledge your point and you calling me a fucking dick rider is not the same type of disrespect. Right. And for some reason, when it comes to these social mediums, we that shit is just completely out the window, and all bets are off. And right. I don't want to be a part of that shit. Yeah, I, I literally was like, I'm cool on the clubhouse shit. Like seeing all of that, and I'm just like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 there's no point. You know, it's just it's for what? What what am I gonna get out of going on the clubhouse to argue? It's only gonna go left. Right. You know, it, it's just you're it's, gonna gain way less <laughs> than you lose. It's just it's there. it's just stupid. Now with this whole comedy shit going on, did you see the Dave Chappelle shit? Absolutely, I saw about four times. So how do you feel about the Dave Chappelle um, shit? It's not really a comedy special. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's in comedy in general. Like I'm bringing um, up Dave Chappelle. Like, how do you feel about his whole situation with Comedy Central, HBO, and Netflix? I think that he's doing something that. You know, Tupac said something real poignant on uh, Against All Odds. He said, y'all told me don't go to war until I got my money right. I got my right. money right. I want war. So Dave sat back. He ate shit. He dealt with all of the backlash and all the bullshit from fucking, you know, Comedy Central taking his baby from him, trying to make him do things that he didn't want to do. And he sat back and he plotted, he planned, and he waited till he got his paper right. And he got his fan base back up to where it needed to be to fight this fight. And he's taking it grassroots like he always does. He's going to the people with a message and saying, yo, I ain't telling you to boycott the network. Boycott me. Like, that represents a point in time in my life that makes me sad that I am not a part of. I'm not getting paid and for I'm it. I'm not getting paid for it. And no matter what I say to these people, there's always some new fight that has to be fought with these people in regards to this one period of time, which is a three-year span of time that continues to fuck me over financially over and yeah. over and over again. And I'm tired of it. And now I'm fighting back. He said the people he acknowledged, he said the people that are in charge now probably weren't even there when this shit was going on 15, 17 years ago. But that's none of my fucking business. Right. Like, this makes me feel bad. This is my baby. Y'all stripped me of it. I want to do a new Chappelle show and I can't because y'all own the shit. Do you think that's right when y'all made fucking 500, 600 million dollars mm -hmm. off of me and you paid me pennies? Do you think this is like, this is not right? And I don't give a fuck what I signed because any contract in the words of Birdman could be recontracted. <laughs> Recontracts and just off and off every day. I'm trying baby. to renegotiate this motherfucker in the morning. Uh, yeah. Like, so that's bullshit. Y'all redo deals and renegotiate shit for who y'all want. And we see this time and time again with these hyper successful, talented people getting fucked over when it comes to their art and their creationism because somebody else was a more savvy business person. And the shit needs to stop. We just saw Teller Swift get super finessed. Mm -hmm. Super finesse to the point where she tried to come to the table and buy the masters 
And and Scooter was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get back with you. Woody-wop. And the shit was sold already. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, Scooter we just had a situation fuck. where fucking Shonda Rhimes, who was the number one showrunner and writer at ABC, couldn't even get a fucking extra Disneyland pass for somebody in her family. And they made a whole bit. Oh, damn, you need another pass? Like, what? Yeah. Yes. She called her agent and said, get me the fuck out of this deal now. I ain't writing shit. Who who tripped off? The one of the executives from uh from Disney. Because you know Disney and ABC and ESPN. Oh yeah yeah yeah. It's yeah, all yeah, the yeah. same shit. She had a family member that she had called to get some passes for Disneyland. She wasn't with him or whatever, but it was like her nephew or somebody like that. This is Shonda Rhimes. This is the biggest television writer in recent history in the yeah. last thirty years. Like she's Norman Lear to this fucking. <laughs> you see generation. what I'm saying? Like yeah. Grey's Anatomy, fucking. Uh, uh, how to get away with how murder? Not, away not with how to get away with murder. How to get away with murder? Oh, I'm thinking of Carrie Washington, John. She wrote that scandal. Too. scandal. She wrote that yeah. too. She wrote all that shit. Oh shit! <laughs> she wrote every motherfucker. She wrote every motherfucker. Yeah. You telling me I can't get? It's a problem. Yeah. Get me the fuck out of here! And now she had Netflix because they appreciate creatives. Right. <laughs> you know. That's the one thing Dave said in the situation was like, <clears throat> I fuck with Netflix. They gave me my money. And I went to him like, yo, take that shit down. And they was like, all right. Yeah. Because who gives a f- And that, that's honestly like my, my homie the other day was like, yeah, man, now that shit down. I'm like, yo, at this point, if you haven't seen the it's Chappelle show. fucking content. It, like he had to go through this some years ago when the damn DVDs came out. He had to fight to get a cut of the DVD money. Like, and, and, and that's my thing. I could understand the Chris Rock show or something. Some <laughs> shit you ain't seen in forever. But I'm like, when the DVDs dropped, them shits was on every, the barbershop, every basement you went in. So it's like, I personally, I know every word to the Chappelle yes. show. Like, yeah. I'm not even joking. Yeah, no. I can literally do the skits verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, at this point, you don't need to watch that shit. You like, know I mean? My thing is, stand for something. Stop putting your own inconvenience as a consumer and a motherfucker that want to sit in their drawers and watch the Chappelle show. Why does that trump this person being able to do something that's going to ultimately benefit me and fucking Matt and Joe Button and all these different people later on down the line right. because he changes the standard of what the fucking contract looks like. Shit is crazy. There's implications for all of us that are in the content game of this shit. Like, we, we always talk about a cash money contract with Universal. They literally had that shit on tables in negotiation yeah. deals. You know what I'm saying? Like... Because that, it, it, <laughs> like, nah, like just on the strength. See what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, no, nah, I fu- the 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 one thing I do love about Dave Chappelle is he can literally just go off the rail and start like dropping knowledge and talking to where he's not even doing comedy. Yeah, he's just talking to you on some real he's shit. He's just the best live performer, live speaker. <laughs> like he's yeah. just that boy when it comes to, yeah. and that's the fucked up part with the Kevin Hart and him shit. It's like people look at them too and be like. Why can't Kev do that? And it'd be like, that's not what like, he do. Why can't nobody do that? He's the only one that can do that. Like, y'all do realize he's the only one in the marketplace doing this right now, right? It's like Jordan <laughs> is the goat from his era. Yeah. Charles Barkley is a legend. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be legendary and very good and not be that person and not do what that person does. You you don't have, you know, there are different. Reggie Miller was a sharpshooter. Shaq was a big man. They both in the Hall of fucking fame. It's like, you don't have to be. Yeah, you you can serve different purposes and still be great. Dig me. 
So it's just it's just one of them things where it's like, you know, anybody out there that's looking for Kevin to ascend to the level of what Dave is doing is you you, you cheating yourself really. Like, You're really fucking yourself up, man. Yeah, it's it's just not it's just he just serves a different purpose, man. It's it's not that. It's that, never gonna be that. That's just it, and that's just what it is. Um I got one last thing I wanna discuss. Okay. In fact, like, two last things real quick. Did you do anything for Thanksgiving? Fuck no. I okay. was I was home shivering yeah, yeah. on Thanksgiving. I did nothing for Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving this year was strange. I worked. I it's just yeah. you know. It was COVID giving. Like his uh, One thing I noticed this year is y'all have gone completely like niggerific when it comes to like cooking. And y'all be doing shit that just doesn't have to get done. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the slaves made all this food. Yeah. They didn't put Hennessy in the fucking sweet potatoes <laughs> back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to do that. Like, the, the macaroni and cheese. Like, my mom taught me how to do the shit back in the day. She would always say, oversalt the water, undercook the noodles. You know what I'm saying? Take them out. You make a roux, butter, some of You know you know how it go. Put the cheese in there. Melt that. Put the shit in the pan. Da, da, da. You don't need eggs. Because that's a big myth that you need right. eggs and macaroni. To make it hold. Yeah. Put that shit in the pan. Cheese it up. Boom, boom, yeah, you boom. You I put no fucking eggs in my mac and cheese. Go, what, you don't need 19 cheeses in the macaroni. <laughs> We got Gouda, we Asiago, got Wisconsin Gouda. Like you don't Ricotta. need. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you making lasagna? Ricotta. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Motherfuckers be putting eighty-two blue cheese crumbles, <laughs> blue cheese. What's the other feta? <laughs> like, like dog. I put the goat cheese in at the end. They ain't yeah. never see that coming. Did, did you see the girl made macaroni for the family with vegan cheese, and the mom was snapping oh on her? Oh my god! Look at you, little stupid bitch! I told you to put none of that shit in the macaroni. <laughs> but I saw yo the craziest shit I seen the other night when I was and I. I, I did as the, the term nigger Like with two G's and shit I, And the ER <laughs> I try my hardest to not say it And not be a part of it You know just cause I saw a lemon pepper turkey The other night I saw a half lemon pepper Half buffalo turkey <laughs> I missed that one <laughs> Half I've, lemon pepper, half buffalo. I seen a lemon pepper turkey the other day, and I was like, y'all niggas need jail. First and foremost, lemon pepper is terrible. Lemon pepper is terrible, and so is turkey. <laughs> Why would you want terrible on terrible? <laughs> lemon pepper is not good, and turkey isn't good either. I like turkey wings. Oh, yeah. For I can sure. do turkey wings, but the actual turkey, that shit is terrible. And it go bad in like four hours. <laughs> I, that was just that was just nine bizarre. days later, y'all making turkey smoothies. I said yesterday the, the leftovers have to, the leftovers have to go out on Sunday. <laughs> if you go into the new week with leftovers, yeah, you are an you're animal. Bugging. You're an animal. You're a wolf. You were you raised. Are a wolf. <laughs> you are a wolf. <laughs> if you're still eating that ham and that stuffing from last week, you are a wolf. Throw that shit out, man. But yeah, Thanksgiving this year was very strange. I got a couple plates, but I was at work. You know what I'm saying? Nobody was really doing anything. Yeah, I, I've fought with one plate for like two nights. All that shit is trash. Yeah. The um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Th- Thanksgiving this year kind of was, it was, it was cheeks. You know, maybe next year we'll have a good Thanksgiving. The one last thing I want to discuss: this Mike Tyson and Roy oh Jones my God. fight. Um, 
When they the most the, ridiculous night in boxing history in no, a very long time. When they came through with the decision, right? And he was like, it's a draw. Mike was like, I'm good with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with that. I can fuck with, I can fuck Yo, with it. <laughs> Roy Jones is standing there talking about, no, nah, I, I wear draws. I don't do draws. Holding his ribs together. <laughs> He's standing there. Like Mike beat the living hell out of his body, dog. Roy was hurt after that shit. Most ridiculous night in boxing history. The one takeaway from it, Snoop is an icon. Snoop is great. Snoop could do anything. Anything. On a whim. Just like it seemed like they just called Snoop that day. Was like, yo, what you doing tonight? You want you want to host this boxing shit? I mean, I can fuck with it. Crazy part is it What's was like check? Snoop wasn't even supposed to perform that long, but it was like Nate Robinson got knocked the fuck out so early. And they like, yo, <laughs> go over there and do some of your hits, man. We need you need a little time for Mike and Roy to come out. <laughs> Nate Robinson. Why? Why was he? Why was he boxing? Do you know? They got me at six hundred thousand dollars. He called Jake Paul out. Did he see all of his performance? Like, did he see all his? What is that? Yeah. Did he see his fight reels? Like, Jake Paul was knocking shit out. Like, it it just. (sighs) This always what I go back to when I talk about being a. A success yeah. and coming into like money and just when it's over, you not just like that's the one thing with having a regular life. You know what I'm saying? My dad retired. Yeah, he retired. You know what he do since he retired? He sit there, chill. He chill. <laughs> Dinner is at six. Lunch is at noon. <laughs> snack is at three. We retired. Yeah, but these. It's like when people go into this like entertainment world, athlete world, it's like they get done what they doing and they retire and then you you fighting a kangaroo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like why? Mike Tyson versus a cinder block. Yo, Mike Tyson was going to fight a shark for Shark Week. And it was just like, what? Like w- w- like this is just dumb. <laughs> and, and and that's really how nuts it be. It's like people they end up on a surreal life or end up on yeah. you know love and hip hop and and it just it why is that? And that's what we go back to all the time. The spending habits be ridiculous. The shit our culture teach us is bullshit. It's nuts. Yeah. It's like save your money so you can go sit the fuck down. You ain't got to rumble the white boy at all. <laughs> got dr umar up in arms you know what i'm saying you ain't got to do this at all when i saw the 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 fact that he was i was like i I guess i saw jake paul versus nate robinson as the undercard and in my mind i was like i don't know there's a fighter named nate robinson when i saw this little nigga come on i was like is that a basketball dunk contest nate robinson stealing dunk trophy nate robinson the fuck is he doing out here and then next thing you know, his clock getting complete. He got Pacquiao. Yeah, he got that he got, shit is got, embarrassing. He was out for like three minutes. Dog, it was very bad. He went on uh, Instagram next day and was like, "Yeah, man, you win some, you lose some." He posted the joint from Friday. You live to fight the day. The first comment was like, "Oh shit, you up, boy?" That's <laughs> like people ridiculous, man. Oh shit, you up? Yeah, they hated Tyson. <laughs> And it's not funny Cause it's like I know me I ain't getting in no fucking ring With nobody who be right. boxing Every fucking day I'm cool But it's just like Damn like yeah, Jake Paul has made boxing his life Like my, Like the Tyson Roy Jones shit Is supposed to be No knockouts 
you know. Yeah, so how the fuck did he get knocked? How up? the fuck did we end up with a real live UFC fight for the under <laughs> for the undercard? It, that, that was so confused. I'm like, so these two old dinosaurs are not allowed to knock each other out, but Jake Paul could punch Nate Robinson into the stratosphere. Yo, and it's punch cool. his fucking lights out. He packy out the all man. Cool. <laughs> Dog. He Pacquiao the man. That was a Juan Manuel Marquez jump. Yeah. Stone Cold out on fucking pay-per-view and stolen streams all over the fucking world. <laughs> Yo, Snoot was excellent. Snoot was great the entire night. But it's just like, come on, man. Like, why we got to look so ridiculous when we get to the end of our fucking roads? Could you imagine fucking Axl Rose in there fucking <laughs> fighting a 23-year-old professional black fighter? Yeah, fucking, right. Fucking Justin Timberlake in that joke. Get knocked the fuck out. Uh, yeah, right, man. So that was ridiculous to see. Now, Roy and Mike. <sighs> Do you have anything you want? I have nothing to offer, man. I, 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 two dinosaurs... I can't believe that people were looking for a good fight. Wasn't it only like a three-round fight? Eight rounds. Eight, oh, eight rounds. Okay. Two minutes each round because they was exhausted. Like, But I can't believe people were looking for a good fight in this situation. And that shit was just troubling because it's like, what the fuck did you expect? People are bored out of their minds. Just Mike Tyson is 50. Thing. Roy Jones is like 48. So it's like... It's, 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 the shit was presented by Triller. Right. <laughs> like, what were we supposed to, like, which was TikTok before TikTok? Like, we, th- there's no real governing sanctioned bo- sports athletic body f- over this fucking fight. It's all, ch- it's all just nonsense, man. Yeah. Because <laughs> he got the pay per view split. Yeah. He got the biggest pay per view split. Yeah. You got a guaranteed Millie plus the pay-per-view uh, cut. And the pay-per-view shit, I'm pretty sure, sold something. They said it was through the roof. I can believe it. So it's like, yeah, Tyson and Hodo made a quick 30. Roy done made a quick 15 from y'all being idiots. <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. They I told crazy. my homie the other day about Periscope. I'm like, I watched it on Periscope. He's like, what the fuck is Periscope? I'm like, you know how me and Chad be like, y'all don't use the phones for anything they designed for? <laughs> That's what the fuck we all be y'all talking do is about. Go to porn sites and go to Twitter and the gram. That's all That's y'all it. do. If you, I go to Periscope just because you ain't even got to search for the link. You literally go on Periscope. I typed in Tyson. It's right there. Ninety motherfuckers got the stream up. It's, <laughs> it's right, right the there. fuck there. But on Twitter, you type, you look for the streams, and you got to find the right bit stream, and you'll be good. Yeah. But me and Rob was using. Uh, well, I ain't gonna say what we use you because that's just you actually you pay like a dollar, and they'll send you the stream portal. Okay. And you, it is it's full HD, and you threw it through your Apple TV. I do that when I'm home. But that's how I watch all the fights and shit. I yeah. wish I would pay. $140. You got to be kidding me. $1.68 German. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Send that shit right over the open the fucking stream for those fucking up. The um you got anything else you want to talk about? No, man. Uh, I just feel good to be back. Um you know, I'm probably about 80 85% right now. I'll be 100% come next week. Um I appreciate all of the well wishes and everybody that reached out to me knowing that I was sick, you know, over the last 12, 11 days, whatever the hell, how long it was. Um, you know, I appreciate y'all. Um, you know, make sure that y'all staying safe. Take y'all vitamins, take y'all supplements, all of that. Stay hydrated. Um, the COVID shit is real, man. A lot of people that I know, you know, are catching COVID just, or catching colds, getting sick, shit like that. So just do what y'all got to do to arm yourselves and be prepared that, you know, if it do come your way, you had the right stuff in your body to be able to fight it off. I got nothing else. 
appreciate y'all listening, man. Shout out to our YouTube viewership, everybody listening around the world. Realest podcast ever. We out. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada ba ba ba. At participating McDonald's.